We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 219, sponsored by Manscaped. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders. Okay, we do. Shannon, you have to do the Santa Baby part correctly. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut's finally here with the sponsors of today's show. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, just have launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. I feel like the South Pole is actually the anus, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using code WESAYTHINGS20 for 20% off and free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Thank you again to Manscaped. As always, our long, our long standing sponsor for this show. They're helping fund us. If you guys have any need to shave your balls or anything else on your body or anything hygiene related, because they have tons of products now, go to manscaped.com, check out their shit, and use the We Say Things 20 promo code for 20% off and free shipping. It helps us. It helps you. It's a win-win. So... And it's a good Christmas gift. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Enjoy. There you go. Also, thank you to our patrons of the InBruge tier. Uh, you, you go ahead and take the first half. Cinder. Okay. Twisted hair. God damn it. Okay. Sun's fan. Okay. First of all, <clears throat> I'm sorry if I sound a bit rusty today, guys. I'm still recovering from sickness. It's not the best, but well, we, we got it. You got to get it out, you know? The content, that is. Not the... Mm. Yeah, whatever. Sun's fan makes fun of Sindarin's name, but it actually means Arrow of Thor and is pretty cool. I feel like there was a cooler way of saying that, though. (laughs) Thank you. Humboldt Bookmaker recommends Cocoon. Uh, That's a video game, Shannon, by the way. Oh, okay. Looks pretty fun. Um, I might check it out at some point and play it, to be honest. How does this affect Yatoro's legacy? (laughs) Mr. I love the NBA segment. I'm pretty sure Draymond Green is training for his WWE career. Okay, just letting you guys know, because this episode is going to be so long, there's not going to be an NBA segment this week. Yes. But next week, it will be probably really long, because a lot it's of a stuff Christmas is mir- Oh, it's not a Christmas miracle. Like, Well, it's a before Christmas miracle. It's a New Year's like. miracle. Pepperballs, T-Coil, Q-Ludes is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid co-pilot secretly plotting to destroy Frostivus chest keys. Lab Dota, Yatoro does it again, Cinderin. Magdev, Dota 2 has had millions of users over its lifetime through basically only word of mouth. Disco D and the Mega Pope. Thank you also to Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats, Yatoro does it again, Cinderin. Shark TM, Janie, Dop. Nothing to see here. Eve Remort loves the Cradle series. Do you have any other book recommendations? Uh, I'm sure I already recommended Stormlight Archives. I believe the fifth book is coming out soon. Uh, And actually, there's a Cradle Kickstarter coming soon for an animated series, which is kind of cool. Ben Broomhead has run out of food. He is now hunting the rats in the Climate Pledge Arena. (laughs) They actually used to be famous for the rats, but I think it's better now that they've redone everything. Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Point Nemo is a location in the Pacific Ocean that is 
the farthest point on Earth from any land, Mr. Niebling. Huh. That's... Is that what Finding Nemo is named after? Maybe. I mean, probably. Okay, like so before we get to... Well, did you want to talk about anything before I get on to this first subject? We're not going to talk about Kuala Lumpur and tournament sure. stuff because this is going to be a long episode. Uh, so that'll be reserved for next week. It'll be a big yeah. episode again next week, probably. The reason this episode was delayed is that I was in Malaysia covering that event. Um, and yeah, we'll talk more about that next week because we have... This episode is so delayed that it has 735 and 735B in it. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So. Yeah. Okay. So first, I want to remind you guys that this episode is also sponsored by Relic Arena. Our Kickstarter is still up until January 4th or so. Uh, it's currently at $44,000 out of our 25K initial stretch goal, which is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is, of course, the video game that Jenkins and I are creating and I wasn't, I'm not going to go through the whole thing again, of course, but I do want to talk about the goals that we have reached. Uh, we talked about the 25K one that was already unlocked last time. And then since then, the 35K replay system. So we'll institute a replay system where you can review past games played. Keep in mind that literal billion dollar companies, Cough Riot, do not have this still in their games, but we will. Uh, so that's already been unlocked. That's for everybody. And then anybody that is a that uh, contributes to Kickstarter, even if it's the lowest tier, will receive a great Wall of China arena when the game is released. The next goal, which we're about to hit, is the 45K, it's spectating. So you'll be able to spectate live games. So that would be awesome. And then the other side, the social goals, uh, one of the things that it, the social goals is like you, you follow some of our accounts or follow the game on Steam uh, or just are a Kickstarter backer little things that uh, certain things get unlocked as a result. So we've come out with our eight leaders that we're announcing, which we already talked about. Gandhi, Abe Lincoln, Cleopatra, Alan Turing. Pretty sure I mentioned Joan of Arc and Mozart in the last one. Pretty sure I uh, did. Yeah, I think those six you mentioned. And then the seventh and eighth we just revealed was Dong Zhou, which is a very famous Chinese... Uh, it's actually a really cool lore uh, behind this guy. You guys should look up what he's known for is like this it's almost like a comedic type of villain they look at him that way he's part of the three kingdoms one of the main characters uh and then of course my boy leonardo da vinci coolest human to ever oh, live i could think. have been leonardo dicaprio so close yeah so close uh if i scroll down you can see what the rest of the social goals will be so we announced that uh, Sunday Fundays will be a thing. So every Sunday, it's going to give people extra golden experience and it'll have occasionally some fun game modes. Uh, and then obviously the leaders that we just revealed, I'll get back to this vote leader in a second. That's the last thing I'm going to talk about. The next goal is a Twitch extension. So if you guys know the Twitch extension that Buka made and I made technically uh, for Dota where you highlight or you hover over stuff and it shows you what it does, we're going to have that for our game. And then... I thought it would be cool to have people vote for a leader. We're going to do this again after this extension is backed. Um, so let me actually bring that up here. Uh, let's see. So vote for a leader. These are the leaders people had uh, the chance to vote for that were Kickstarter backers. Al Capone. Yeah. Tell me who you don't know. Al Capone. Okay. 
Charles Darwin, of course. Who's uh, that? Charles Darwin. That's who it is. Oh, okay. Uh, Voitech, which was a bear, is going to be one of I our leaders. I have heard this before. We'll get to that I in a second. I be able to tell you. Jose Rizal from the Philippines. So Voitech was Poland, Charles Darwin, England, Al Capone, America. Uh, Catherine the Great from Russia, and then Genghis it, Khan Jose, I didn't from Mongolia. Know. So we had a vote and asked people what leaders they would want us to guarantee to be in the game. And we said, we'll take the top two of those. Uh, the, the story behind the bear is really interesting. It's an, it technically was a bear in Iran, but the Polish army adopted it. And it helped out with, uh, well, from the camaraderie side, it drank beer, it, it smoked cigarettes, and it carried ammo for them. It's one of the coolest characters in human history. And it's not even a fucking human. So I thought it would be I mean, be there's awesome. no way that wasn't top two. Okay. So I thought it was going to run away as top one. Okay. Yeah. So this was the, the vote. Charles Darwin, and it was a, a rank system, so you rank them and it gave points accordingly. Mm -hmm. Charles Darwin, number one, with 562. Wojtek the Bear at second with 560, so just behind them. And Genghis Khan with 555. So technically did not win. But since those three were so close, we're going to put all three in the game. So, uh, Damn, that was very close. Yeah, so we'll do this again, <clears throat> and this next time we'll have everybody uh, be able to contribute to the vote because... It's kind of cool. We want to space out, you know, or make it as unbiased as possible when it comes to like regional. Uh, of course, the bear. We got, we have to represent bears and animals that aren't humans. So, yeah, I wonder how many bears voted on this poll. Yeah, true. Might have skewed the results a little bit. True, true. Okay, so that's the Kickstarter again. Uh, probably talk about one more time next week. Uh, and yeah, appreciate all the support so far. So with that, Cinderman, let's get in to the patch. So actually, before we get into the patch itself, we want to go over the first parts of it, which is the Frostivus update. Yes. So we're looking at it in-game right now. Um, I'm not going to read this blog post. I really need to belch, but I am controlling it now. Okay. So first and foremost, you get the treasure chests. Uh, so it's similar to the Counter-Strike system and basically similar to all the treasures that we've seen recently. You play, you get chests, but you still have to buy keys to actually open them, which we'll talk about in just a moment. And mm -hmm. then the... I don't want to get... Okay, I'm actually going to go in-game and look at these again. But there are four tiers, I believe. Yes, four tiers of sets you can get. And the first tier is a bunch of sets we've seen before. Second tier actually has literally a set that I have in the game, Cinder, and one of ours. And I didn't get any money for this because they're <laughs> they're using it again. Uh, they just put a different oh. color on it, so that's great. So second tier is also sets that we've seen. Third tier are new sets, and some of these we're not going to rate them unless you want to. No, we're not. It's gonna no, be too long. We have so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the ones that stand out to me are the Primal Beast. It's like a hmm. completely different color. It's like a it's like Yeti. A, yep. Uh, the AA Snowman set is crazy. The Snapfire Ice Frog set that changes the ult to be ice is amazing. The Arc Warden uh, Snow Globe face slash changes his bubble as well to be a snow globe. Amazing. Tusk, I have no idea why this is in the same tier. It's just literally a glove that changes the text on his ult to Merry Fistmas, which you won't even see. 
Don't know why that's in the same <laughs> that's tier. That's good though. Uh, a Pudge set. So this is the Persona that you. So you get the Persona and you get the Snowman version of it, which changes the hook. Very awesome. And then tier four is a Crystal Maiden, the Persona as well. And this one comes with a baby Crystal Maiden on the back, which is really weird, actually. <laughs> I find it to be really weird. I don't, like, I don't know if this is some like lore shit that she was raised by wolves. So yeah, probably. they took her in and then she's gaining her powers from this wolf that coincidentally can do the exact same as she can with the exact same power level. Um, yeah, it's shocking. I guess that's it. Okay, it's just weird when the wolf dies, the baby cries uh, and gets ripped apart. Strange, yeah. Isn't it? That's kind of weird. Uh, and then the last set in the tier four is the Wraith King Arcana, except he's also Santa Claus. This one's fucking awesome. This is super King legit. King Kringle. Yeah, King Kringle. <clears throat> and then the cosmically rare is, I think we've seen this one already, the gingerbread baby. This has Roshan. been used before. Yeah. So I don't remember if um god damn it my voice. I don't remember if this one was a random one as well or if this one one year was a reward for the um for one of the leaderboard challenges that they had for a custom event. I'm not sure. Wait, what? Say it again? Is that <clears throat> you know there was one or two times that the baby Roshan couriers oh. were a reward for the top five on a leaderboard of some kind. I don't know if the gingerbread one was ever on there or it was only RNG. That could get you this. Um, yeah, I'm um, not sure either. So don't I would say on average, like the tier three sets and above are incredible. But the system of the chess, I Valve must be making. First of all, you can't buy these with uh, shards anymore. The last time they did this, right. you could buy the chess with shards. Now you can't. Or the keys with shards, I should say. You can't yep. do that. I think this entire system is fucking horrifically bad. I have never purchased a key in Counter-Strike, or in this game, I think... I don't want to use the word predatory. I can't think of another word, though, that just matches how I feel. It's fucking mm -hmm. awful, though. I hate, 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 hate it, but it must make money for them. I don't know who's opening these fucking chests, man. This is horrible. Like, I mean, to be able the... to get a Tier 3, you know how many fucking chests you have to open? Because you have to get a bunch of Tier 2s to trade up into a Tier 3, not to mention you need Tier 1s to get the Tier 2s to begin with. Very rare chance you're actually going to get a tier three or above. It's horrible. Yeah, I so I don't know what the odds are for each tier. Obviously, you can roll a high one without getting all of the grind up. Um, and obviously, it's fact it has to be factored into the odds that they give you the trade-up function. So the reason you mentioned CSGO is that this chest system is very similar to how CSGO does their chests, where you can roll different qualities of weapons, and then you can do what's called a trade-up contract, I think it is where you can do 10 of the same item quality. <clears throat> you can trade in, which destroys those 10 items, and then you get one item of a higher quality. Um, so this chest has a similar system where if you get a lot of tier 1s and tier 2s, you can trade them up for one higher. And that way guarantee yourself a tier 3, but not choose one. Right. So you don't even know which one you're going to get. Um, I don't know if I would say, that. to be honest, I don't know if I would say this system is more predatory than any other just regular, how to say, escalating odds type of chest, which we've had, where people are, you know, grinding to get a... Um, you don't think this a is... A very rare. rare or an ultra rare? You don't see a like, difference? 
I'm not sure, like, what, what do you think the fundamental key difference is? Because both of them are kind of escalating odds, right, in well, a way. Well, number in one, one, your odds of getting the set gets better, and in the other one, your odds of getting the set also gets better because you destroy more and more items and get higher, higher rewards. Okay, so, so to get the... Like, first of all, you don't see the escalating odds to be able to... what like right. What's actually going to random you into a higher tier. Number two, the amount that you need... I don't know what the number... You do the math. How many tier twos do you need... To get a tier I, three. I haven't looked. I, I have Sorry. To, I haven't looked into the exact numbers, so I wouldn't know. Like, if the numbers are way worse and your odds are worse, then obviously, by not disclosing odds, if I'm assuming they have to do that in some countries, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, not tier twos. You need. I think it's five items of the same tier to get one of the next tier. But how many tier ones right. does that mean to get you a tier three? You know, twenty-five. Or one tier. Okay, and then one tier four. Uh, 125. So you don't think that's worse than the escalating right. odds thing that they had before? I mean, you know, I don't even care. I don't even want to talk about this because our podcast is going to be so long. I'm just it's saying just, no, I've never the, purchased a key and I don't think I ever will. I don't like this system mm -hmm. and I, I'm actually shocked that this works. I'm actually shocked because it I must. Mean, I, I agree. This is not my favorite system either. I'm just saying like the math that we just did is also the absolute worst case. And I can't say how bad the odds are of that happening, right? Like if you need to trade up 125 tier ones, then effectively you have low rolled the entire way and not got a single better set than a one. I think that's mathematically almost impossible. Um, so I wouldn't know, right? I just don't want to tell people this is extremely predatory and really bad, blah, 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 without knowing that this might actually be equally good, if not better, than the other chests that people have not complained about, right? I just don't know. I don't know if people are even Take it with a grain of salt. I understand what you mean. I get that this, <clears throat> I mean. All right, how about this? Regardless of mm -hmm. what the math says, this feels worse right. to me. Does it feel worse to you as a consumer? Um, like, are you, ex when a chest comes out that you can just buy the chest for and open it, like they had for so many years before, I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many I bought. A lot. I have literally right. never bought one of these. But that's not the comparison we're making, right? We're not comparing this chest to that one. We're comparing this one to the ones with escalating odds for rares, because that's what this one mimics, right? It just well, does it even in a with the package. escalating odds. You still buy a chest and you get something. You're yeah, not buying it. It's the same here, right? Well, but a lot like sometimes you have to buy a chest and a key. Oh, you mean that part of to, it of just okay? I mean, it's everything together for me. Together. Just feels worse. But I don't know if that's just sure. my. If that apparently is not a consensus okay. or else they would have not done this, right? No, the thing I will definitely agree with is that I think the chest should just be free. I think if you want to run this system, I think the whole chest being, <clears throat> excuse me, what ends up happening is the chests drop quite frequently after you win games or after you level up your Frostivus, whatever, I think. Um, and the price of them obviously plummets because there's a massive supply of them because so many people play the game. So right in the beginning, the chests are more expensive, and right toward the end, they're worth very little, uh, and people are just selling them away for pennies at that point, basically. Right now, the chest is 14 oh. cents, so it's not like it's that yeah. much money, but it is something, and it adds up. Uh, yeah, it adds up, and it's also the hassle of it. And then the, the argument you can make against it is it's a nice way for people to make a little, that play the game, that don't care so much about cosmetics. They are the ones who benefit, but, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's... Yeah. I, I agree with that part. I feel like the chest should just be... If I could choose <clears throat> the best kind of chest we've ever had are the ones you're mentioning, where it's just... There's a load of items, and you buy chests and you get something. 
I think the old chests, the odds were also not all the same, right? There were also rare drops mm. in like couriers or whatever. Um, but they've obviously, I don't know. It's also not something I'm super invested in personally, to be honest. So it's all right, like, we'll move on. We could have taken a long time on the chests, but we didn't. <laughs> uh, well, for us, it wasn't at least. <clears throat> um, I'll just skip that part. Uh, stocking stuff for stuff, we can kind of pass by. Okay, client update. So quality of life stuff. This was maybe my favorite part of the patch, actually. Uh, tower yeah, range good. indicator. So anytime you get close to, like, if the tower is aggroing you, it makes this very obvious, very dramatic sound, <laughs> which is funny. And it has this mm -hmm. new effect, this outer ring, essentially. Uh, I think this is great for the game. Uh, it, this is stuff that people would have complained about years ago, and they, again, have just trickled in little by little until people will finally be okay with it now. Uh, this, is this is really good. essentially a one-to-one -one with how League of Legends has done it forever. Oh, really? Uh, I did not know yeah. that. So in League, when you walk into tower range it, and you get aggro, it plays a little ding sound, if I remember correctly, and mm. then it draws this line to your hero to let you know that you're being shot. Mm. Um so that is basically the same. And I think part of, again, as you said, a lot of the quality of life things that happen in this game, you do them over time and you kind of drip them in so it isn't overwhelming and doesn't feel like everything is just, you know, a copy or trying to appease a certain audience or whatever. But for me, this seems really targeted at making it a little bit more accessible, first of all, to newer players, and secondly, to players that want to try the game from League, that they have an easier time understanding what's going on with the tower. Because aggro in Dota is infinitely more complicated than in League. Mm -hmm. um, so this is one of those things that is just nice and easy. And for everybody that understands how it works, this doesn't really hurt anyone, right? It's just... Well... You could argue you should be able to switch it off. I don't actually know if you are able to switch when you it off say in the settings. It, it, the, the argument that would have been had a long time ago, but people, again, are getting used to this stuff, is that the skill ceiling is being lowered. Which is a stupid argument. So, yeah, just saying. That's the one thing people will say. Some. Sure. Um, anyway, moving on. Teleport time. I, so when you're so little compared to so much other stuff. Before like you teleport somewhere, it'll tell you how long it'll take, which is really nice. Uh, the minimap icons will actually, if you use the hero icons themselves, they'll have the arrow as well. In addition to it, it's kind of combined, which is really nice as well. This is more skill ceiling interrupting than the tower one is, in my opinion. You think so? Because... Yeah, because this was one of the things where you needed to be have a good map awareness and understanding of what had happened in the previous 30 seconds before you TP'd. Like, it was actually... Oh, the old system was punishing people that weren't keeping track of how people were TP'ing. Mm. It's like, oh shit, there's a fight, I'm TP'ing. And then it's like, oh god, my TP is six seconds, and you're too late. Now you know before you click. Yeah, but so, I feel like... I don't know if you're the same. I just click on the mini-map. I'm never going to see this anyway. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I'm just saying, like, now you can. Yeah. You and can. I don't think this is bad because I think the previous system was, sure, again, it's one of those things you can argue it's skill based, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's just annoying. I don't know what better way to put it. Like, it's, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff. So, obviously, yeah, you can be skilled and do it. But it's also just one of those moments of frustration where you feel like almost like, how am I supposed to keep up with all of this while also playing my hero? Right. Um, it's in line with the thing they did where you can now click enemy heroes in the top and see what items they had the last time before they fogged. Yep, that's a huge Because you could make the argument, how, how is the casual player meant to click all enemy five heroes all the time? Right. right. To see how they're items. So it's just another one of those. I think this is good, though. I like it. Okay, what do you think about this one? The, the ability reticles. So the 
shot that they have here is draw with the multi, uh, with the gust mm -hmm. and it shows a the cone shape in which it will go this does feel a lot more like league as well i don't really have a problem with it because you already have that for some abilities that are just pure mm -hmm. aoe around you right if you're highlighting it kind mm -hmm. of the same thing uh but does make the game a little bit easier which um, in the end is what we should be doing probably i think my biggest complaint with this was i noticed this when i was playing nyx the other day and i could not find a way to switch it off so nyx with i think the, this one stun <clears throat> this yeah this one is a little bit more intrusive than the other ones because this is constant right it's every time you want to press an ability on lots of different heroes that have conals or uh this kind of stuff and you could argue just get used to it because it's just flat out better uh which I find it hard to argue against that. It's just, I feel like people should have the choice because in that game, when this was on for me, I was like a little bit, okay. I also don't, you know, the game has the cast range indicator just in general, right? On spells that you can switch on. That mm -hmm. one is still a toggle. That's not on by default for everyone. Um, but this one, I, I couldn't, maybe I didn't find the setting or something, but I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it. I think you're right. This is a bit, again, helpful to players from especially League to see these cones, but is there really a downside to this? Is this another one of those, like you said, skill cap? There's so many ways in Dota to outplay your opponents. I don't think yeah. this one is relevant. Well, I haven't seen any complaints. There's uh, no. updates to the ability icons when you get rooted or broken. It looks a specific way so, you're, so you know what's happening. They have an XP range indicator now where you highlight the level and it shows you the XP range. I cannot believe how long this took, by the way. There's no other way to do this. Am I wrong? Yeah. I remember in Heroes of Didn't New Didn't we Earth, have this? Oh, wait. We had it as a console command. So what players would do back in... This is TI3 days or whatever. Huh. You could enter a console command to make a ring around your hero that was permanent. And you could set the width of that ring or the radius. So offlaners were playing a lot of 1v3 at that point and it was very much a battle of starvation where you were trying to get levels against three safe lane heroes um so players discovered that you could use this command so everybody or at least a lot of offlaners just put in this console command and they were just playing the entire laning stage with i think it was a 1300 uh, radius ring around their hero so they could see where they could stand and still barely get xp right. and then it was patched out that you couldn't use that command anymore and now 10 years later they put it in yeah, uh, I always wondered. I mean, kinda... Han had this. Well, it wasn't exactly like this, but it, the way they did it is if something that you could kill was in range that would give you experience, it just has like a very small icon by the mm -hmm. HP bar. So if you walk out of range, the icon disappears. That's all they did. And yeah, just one of those. Do you those like things. this or that better? That sounds a little bit cluttery, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe in Dota it would be too cluttered. This one you have to actually like hover to see. The other one you just see, but for the most part, the XP range is, is so large, it doesn't really matter that much anymore, only in specific mm. situations. So if, because it's specific situations, I think the hover's fine. Uh, Dota Wisdom Rune Timer actually shows timer now, so you don't forget. I do that all the time. Creeps show how much they're worth and a bunch of You skipped the ability icon states, didn't you? No, I did that. I skipped the better oh, item tool it. tips. Okay. That's about it. Yep. Uh, they updated the profile showcase stuff so you can do more animated stuff. You can make more sexual uh, animated scenes yeah. for your friends. Uh, those that are is probably fun. why they did it, to be honest. They see how 90% of the population uses this page. Yeah. And they were like, how can we make them interact with it even more? Yeah, I think that's fair. Good there job, Val. Sex sells, baby. Uh, 
armory. Uh, I don't even know what they improved here. Uh, grouping, filters and tags, find stickers. Okay. Dota Plus, we can skip. Okay. <laughs> that is not just the absolute fucking state of Dota, though. <laughs> Go into detail about these little QOL things. Dota Plus, we can skip. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. All right, I'm going to skip uh, to my other screen now. 7.35. Okay, so we're not going to go through everything. Doesn't mean yeah, this also, isn't going to be long. <laughs> it's also a bit outdated at this point, worth keeping in mind. So 35B came out in the meantime and changed some things. But right. okay. I think to keep this nice and sweet, let's try to highlight the big things. Yeah. Um, Problem is there's a so lot I'll of big just, things, right? Are, are you, You're showing the start of it now, right? Yes. So, so for example, something like Ring of Tarask and Tiara, we just mentioned these exist, but like, we don't have to do the math on whether these are value purchases or not. They're just in the game now. Okay. So, um, Meaning you don't want to talk about it. No, just they, they're in now. That's not worth spending a lot of time on. Okay. Let's look at the cool things. Okay, so, well, one cool thing that everyone is obsessed with, and maybe you don't think it's cool because everyone is purchasing on every hero, is fucking Conda. Uh, it gives you 50 damage, 200 HP, 200 mana, 8 attributes. This is going to be slightly old because i think this was maybe yeah, slightly nerfed maybe got nerfed i don't remember uh, actually it is created with a uh phylactery and forget what else crystallis it gives you the passive basically the phylactery will do the normal damage plus 75 percent of your attack damage to the target so people were getting rapiers on this one i was wondering how they were going to nerf this and we can, we'll talk about that when we briefly mm -hmm. go over b Spirit Breaker would charge globally and just kill people. Yeah. Obviously not okay. <laughs> but on some level, it is cool. I'm sure that guy had a lot of fun, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. If you guys are sad with that, there's another one you can still do. So it's okay. Is there? Okay, good yeah. to know. Um, so that's Conda. What, what do you think of Conda, briefly? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's another one of these every item has to have an upgrade thing. I thought it was okay that Phylactra didn't upgrade into anything. Um... But I, I like the pivoting of not just making it the ultimate caster item. Like now it is some sort of flex for specific heroes. But this item, I will tell you with 100% guarantee, is massively overrated by the community. It's not that good. It costs 5k, and most heroes that you see buy it in your pubs should never have touched it. <laughs> they just think it's new and cool. It's, it's just fun. not that good. It's fun. It, sure. And that's, I mean, obviously that has value, but if you're playing to win, this is not $5,000. I'll tell you who it's definitely good on. And I haven't seen pros do it, but because I haven't been watching pros. Morphling mid, Cinderin. Mm -hmm. That I is think definitely good. There's he has no to be one of the best heroes to buy it on. I think this hero was unpurchased at ESL. And it was patched in three days before the end of the tournament. So there was plenty of games. Nobody bought it a single time. Mm -hmm. It was in the shift queue of one hero, which I thought, this is actually interesting. And that was Medusa. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because Medusa used to... Remember the patch where everybody was playing Medusa in all five positions or whatever? Uh, the offlane Medusa was rushing Phylactery, if you remember. That was the 33 build. Yeah. And this builds into a crit version of that. So you could actually buy it on carry. Right. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, so, but ended up not buying it anyway in that game and got crushed because there were other problems, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's in. That's pretty cool. The next item, Parasma, I think is a much bigger deal because this one is, was purchased quite a lot, as a matter of fact. Uh, this is a Witchblade upgrade that uses Witchblade plus Mystic Staff and no recipe, so it's flat out just value. 
And on top of having the Witchblade active, uh, or passive, sorry, the projectile, uh, you now get a secondary passive called Magic Corruption, which is a 20% magic resistance reduction for four seconds on every attack. So it's like an orb of... It's like a Blightstone, but for magic resist. Mm -hmm. um, this item is really good on some heroes. Uh, Storms were buying it with a lot of success. I think I saw it on Queen of Pain, maybe. You can... Yeah, every hero that you can consider Witchblade on, Puck, obviously, it's just a flat-out strong magic damage increase, and that's going to be a trend of this patch, is that magic damage heroes got a lot better, and this is one of the reasons, yep. is this item. Um, that one is, is good. Okay. Arcane Boots got reworked. They no longer use Energy Booster, they use Ring of Basilius. They still have the active Replenish mana, but they don't give any mana themselves, so... Heroes that were buying this in part for the bigger mana pool have to look elsewhere for that. And you can't disassemble. Not that it matters, yep. I guess. That's correct. Uh, Bloodstone gives you 75 AoE radius increase. <laughs> uh, Lesh yep. players were really enjoying that until that got nerfed. We'll go over that in just it a moment. It still does that, by the way. Yeah, that, the rate, well, Lesh got nerfed and yep. Bloodstone got nerfed, but that part stayed the same. That is yep. correct. This is the only item in the game that does this. So this is an experiment. Um, like many other stats, the first time they put them in, they put them in on one or two things, or one hero or something, to see how the game interacts with it. Uh, I think this is kind of... I've said this many times with other systems. I'm like, this is like a... I'm not sure this is like a dangerous path or whatever. This one I find to be incredibly difficult to balance if you roll it out on a bigger scale. AoE of spells is something really finicky. Um... And this item is just flat you know, out insane I think on some heroes. Somebody on my stream a few days before this patch mm -hmm. came to my stream and asked me, what do I think of a mechanic that were to increase the AoE of spells? Oh. And I'm like, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if that I guy actually knew something or if it was just complete dumb luck, but I agree. It's I'm not saying I now that it's in the game, like we'll see. I think it's really weird. Because I've, like a lot of the balancing yeah. stuff, like you said, is being done to the spells themselves. Now you have something that, like the fact that you had to, well, again, we haven't talked about it yet, but Lesh, the Split Earth uh, radius got nerfed Everything. literally because of this. It's like, yeah. okay, well, that was the only hero buying this item pretty much, you know, at least from like a top level. So I don't know. It's, it's Jury's just... out for now. <laughs> I don't know, out of all of the new stats they put in the game, this is the one I think is the hardest to balance and is the most dangerous, but, you know, it just replaces something else that I would have said that about two years ago. So at this yeah. point, you know, you just got to see how it works out. Like, status resistance is a part of the game now as well, so... Uh, and that one is pretty balanced by now, I would say. So, you know, maybe this can work somehow. We'll see. Uh, new neutral items. I don't know if many of them are worth mentioning that much. Well, you didn't mention Divine Rapier gives 25% spell amps, Indoran. Oh, wait, did we skip that? Where is that? Oh, you skipped a lot of stuff, actually. Well, Bloodthorn... Huh? Oh, I'm just not seeing it where I'm looking. Okay. You might yeah. be on a different page than me now. I'm in-game. Uh-huh, I see. Okay. Uh, Bloodthorn no longer uses uh, Mage Slayer. It's now Orchid, Javelin, Hyperstone, and a 450 recipe. Yep. Um, you can skip and down the, a bit. The active is now that everybody hitting the sounds target deals 60 extra damage, and they have true strike. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. That's why this is good with summons now. Yeah. So all targets 
uh, all, all attacks on target, but now you don't have the critical thing of that. Kind of so, interesting. Yeah, it's a different take on it. It's obviously going to be completely stupid on Brood, mm. for example. Um, but yeah. Okay, moving down. It isn't good. Uh, yeah, Divine Rapier, 25% spell amp. They had a, a hidden item in the game that was basically Divine Rapier for casters, where I think it was 100% spell amp, and that's all it did, mm -hmm. but it drops on 50. death. Was it 50? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, regardless. It doesn't matter. Uh, Eternal Shroud, recipe change. So this item is, this is like one of the big items of the patch now, although it just got nerfed, so I don't know. Uh, cloak, oh, oh, this I guess the same recipe, right? No, recipe changed. Oh, yeah. It's Ogre Axe now. Cloak, Ogre Axe, mm -hmm. Vit Booster, 800 gold recipe. No longer provides regen. Provides 300 plus HP instead. Magic Resist went down by 10%. Uh, but the Shroud percent of damage is mana rescore. Uh, that thing, who gives a shit about that? Uh, <laughs> now has an additional passive, Eternal Endurance. For every 300 magical damage equipped hero receives, it gains a stack of a maximum up to 6. Each stack increases the Magic, the base magic resists by 4% and lasts for, it says 8 here, but I know it just got nerfed to 6. Um, so, like, if you double edge with Centaur, you gain magic resist for a brief moment in time, and then every 300 damage, like, that's the thing I like about it a lot for, for Centaur. You can actually activate something with your double edge, which is cool. Mm. Uh, interesting item. <clears throat> Very interesting. This item, this item was most broken on one hero, and that got changed in 35B. Um, I guess we'll just wait and explain it then. Okay. It's fine. Uh, it was also... Oh, you're talking about Medusa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, E-Blade changed the Aetherlands Ghost Scepter, 1600 gold recipe. Um, let's see. A lot of weird stuff, like Ring of Health is in the base now. <laughs> like stuff that's yeah can you was there a brief time where that was a thing like a couple I think months ring of health was in the sh in the base in dota one at no some point, no maybe. okay maybe at some point but i know most of the time it was definitely secret show. yeah because i, I mean, remember this is definitely weird but obviously the logic is we're going to put ring of health and we're going to put Voidstone in the base and then we put ring of tarask and tiara of Solomene in the secret shop right yeah. so it's just it's just moved around replaced um, okay, a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of the stuff that we're skipping is kind of big, but we don't want to be here for hours, and you guys yeah. have seen this for the past week. Um, just anything you want to talk about. Mage Slayer no longer has an upgrade, which is interesting. Uh, it gives you 45 attack speed now. Um, so the item is, like, objectively, well, I guess it did lose 20 damage, so maybe it's not better. I know, it gets 20 damage per second with the debuff. Mage Slayer is really good, but it's just, it feels weird that you don't have an upgrade path. Like, who do you buy this on? I mean, there's plenty of carries that can buy this as, like, a, an anti... It's, it's an anti-item, right? Mm. Which is fine. I think items like these are good, where they have specific matchups and specific games where they're relevant. They just need to be good enough to feel purchasable in those games at least, right? Uh, the problem with Mage Slayer is, at some point, the item just, the math was just so bad that nobody bought it even in games when it was amazing right mm. so but i i think it's in an okay place seems seems decent some of the time medallion removed talk about that in a moment because of the upgrade being the the item of the patch so far yep 
Uh, Orb of Corrosion was reworked. So it's Orb of Venom, Ring of Protection, Gloves of Haste. Provides three armor, 25 attack speed. And the passive uh, on enemies applies a debuff that deals five damage per second. Slows enemies by 13 if you're melee. If the equipped hero is melee slash range and decreases health, they gain from healing, regen, lifesteal, and spell lifesteal by 20%. Uh, I believe this stacks with other healing reduction by normal rules, so mm -hmm. you can have this plus Scotty, I think. I don't know if that's relevant, but um, maybe. Niche cases. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what their logic was behind this, that they felt like there wasn't enough small anti-healing or something in the game, but I don't know. It, it's alright, I guess. Uh, Pavis now requires energy booster, ring of protection, fluffy hat, and recipe... No longer provides 2.5 mana regen, but instead provides 250 mana. It's been a really popular item as well. Yeah. Because it's it part of an upgrade. Yes. And this is where you find the mana that you don't get from Arcane Boots as a support. Yeah. Uh, and some core heroes that really want that Arcane Boot boost, they get Pavis instead. Uh, I yep. think a big change. Pipe of Insight no longer pr provides... Uh, oh, wait. I'm thinking of another item. The health regen for Pipe of Insight increased from 6 to 14, which is huge. I think that like a lot of the old what was the build I'm thinking of that you can't do anymore I can't remember on the spot but uh pipe is better it's harder to build though ring of Tarask 1800 gold is part of that now yeah I don't know if this is better it's, it's more four, expensive and it does true. more so 14 regions it's also about the like what you're talking about right the feeling of build up here is a bit you always buy the cloak first, right? Almost always. But you're going to be stuck with that cloak for a while. <laughs> and the other items aren't that great. You generally get the cloak and then the ring, right? And now mm -hmm. the new ring is just so much more expensive. I don't know. I don't yes. think it's that important compared to so much other stuff, though. Yeah, Refresher Orb now is Cornucopia, Ring of Tarask, Tiara of Selimene, and a 200 gold recipe. Yeah. Also very hard to build up. Okay, I do want to talk about this one. Revenant's Brooch. Do you know mm -hmm. why I'm talking about this one, Cinderin? Uh, Maybe because you suggested it to do what it's doing now? <laughs> oh, well, we're not quite there. Almost. It's 90% there. When this item first came out, I'm like, oh, this is like a shitty version of Harkin's Blade from Han. Why not just literally copy the thing from Han? Because it was proven to be a good item, and you can literally copy it because the game is literally dead. Uh, so now... <laughs> Uh, to build Revenant's Brooch, it's a sacred relic voodoo mask, 800 gold recipe. So the price has dramatically dropped. Instead of 70 damage, it provides 20% spell lifesteal. And when you toggle it, you make your attacks cost 75 mana, but they deal magic damage and allows you to hit. It, it still gives 70 damage, by the way. It gives 70 damage and 20% oh, spell Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So the differences between... Har okay, these are the differences. Number one, it doesn't, didn't give spell lifesteal. Arkans Blade. Instead, when you attacked somebody, it lowered their magic resist, which is mm -hmm. now Parasma. Yep. Right? So it's like, they, they literally took Harkins Blade, but it's one of those, I don't want to make it too obvious that I'm copying the homework here. You know what I mean? It's like, don't want to get a plagiarism lawsuit, Val. Either way, it's, it's close enough. Do you think that this item is good yet? It seemed like I on paper... I have never... It seems good. had a read on this item. I don't know, man. I, 
I feel like this has been the hardest item to understand when and why exactly is good in what games. Mm. I know in some pro games it's been bought against like Terrorblade on Carrie's late game because they can't deal with the armor. So you would like just buy it for on like TA to kill Terrorblade and stuff like that. That's pretty obvious. But in other cases, like it, it's one of the items that's just hard to think of buying, right? You're just looking at other stuff all the time. Um, with this change, it's still kind of fills the same niche when you agree like it's it's still going to be used for the same logic the numbers are just different i think like, the you're fact still that buying this to kill high armor carries late game i think it's magic. more i think it's more convenient to use because it's a toggle mm -hmm. it's not like right. you activate it in the next six attacks that was fucking garbage now it's, it's a lot cheaper attack, too and the, the cost being dramatically lower 1300 gold yeah. is a lot cheaper yes that's the biggest thing. I mean, thing. you're right that I, I don't, this doesn't need to be a main, this doesn't need to, need to be something that's bought every game. It's okay to be somewhat niche. I think it's a cool mm -hmm. item, and I think it's a lot cooler now because it's Harkin's Blade. Okay. Uh, yep. Anywho. Uh, Shiva's. Uh, Shiva's. That's a yes. big one. Go ahead. Yeah, so this item got changed massively, this patch, and has been mega popular. Um, it uses Veil, Plate Mail, and a Recipe now. And instead of giving a ton of int, it now gives all stats, HP region, and five more armor. Um, and it effectively turns your veil into the Shiva. So when you activate your Shivas, you, the rippling wave that comes out reduces magic resist. Or rather, it increases spell damage taken, not reduces magic resist. That's something else. It's not all stats, um, it's strength and agi. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, it, no, it's also int, right? It says below. It's eight all stats. Okay, you're right. The int bonus went from 30 to That's 8. That's true. So. I'm an idiot. Go ahead. That is all stats. It doesn't give plus eight universal, though. So you are correct. It's only the other three. <laughs> um, yeah. This item is bonkers. It got nerfed in the B patch. We'll get to that. But uh, oh, yeah. I tons love of heroes one. were buying this. So uh, this is cool it's because... It's an insane feel-good item on so many offlane. Yeah, offlane. I mean, I'm an offlane guy, you know. We needed, we needed yeah. a new build. This has replaced Vanguard. Veil of Discord is this now the new Vanguard. has replaced every build. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Pipe is now Crazy. Eternal Shroud for a lot of offlaners, and Vanguard is now Veil, which you turn yeah. into Shivas. So, I like it. And then we have Solar Crest, um, which is the other big boy of the patch. This also got nerfed in the B patch. So this uses Pavis, Crown, Windlace, and a recipe, and it's now more expensive than the old Solar Crest. Doesn't give mana regen anymore, but now it gives 200 health and 300 mana, and when you cast Shine on somebody, which can now also be yourself... It gives a 400 HP barrier, um, but if you're self-cast, you don't get the armor bonus, but you still get the attack speed and movement speed part of it as well, no, which is also changed in that was just D. nerfed, yeah. Yeah, well, but in this, what we're looking at right now, it did all of this. This item was the best item of the patch. We had pro games where three or four players were buying this on each team. Mm. Uh, it really ramped up the tempo of the game when you had this item. It's just... It was just too good, and it got nerfed heavily. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. Okay, neutral items, I guess. Should mention that uh, Veil, it's cast, it's like Shiva's now. It's cast around you, so it's not a targeted mm. thing. That's right. why that combines into it. Your favorite yep. discussion center in neutrals, safety yep. bubble, a tier one item, five HP regen, and it has a passive called bubbled up. Grants a hundred HP barrier, and the barrier fully restores after not receiving any damage for five seconds. This is an amazing jungle neutral for yeah. all farming heroes. It's a good neutral. You, I like this one. You, you basically don't take damage in the jungle as a core farming with this, because 
every camp you enter, you have a hundred HP barrier and five HP regen constantly. So it's very good. Um, in terms of infights, I think it's not the best. So that's relatively balanced as an idea. Uh, Royal Jelly is back, which is uh, it just flat out gives fifty health and fifty mana. This is not consumable anymore, um, like it used to be, where you just gave it to an ally and they got a permanent bonus. I love that. Uh, now it gives. It's kind of like uh, Holy Locket in the sense that it gains charges passively over time. It gets a charge every 8 seconds up to a cap of 10. And for every charge you have, you can activate the Jelly to give yourself uh, or a target allied unit 2 HP regen and 1 mana regen per charge. So that means the cap here is 20 HP regen and 10 mana regen for, uh, I think, how long is the duration again? 8 seconds. Or is it 10? Uh... <laughs> It actually doesn't say here. Yeah, it does not. Oh, 10 seconds, yeah. <clears throat> For 10 seconds. So 200 health and 100 mana total if you have a maxed out jelly. Um, I saw in KL we had a Storm carry this around even into the mid-late game because he could item swap it in to get a burst of mana and HP regen when he was resetting out of combat. Mm. Um, pretty interesting. Do you like this one? I, I'm not a fan eh. of this design. Uh, I don't know. It's it's all right. I think. I think the this, I generally more egregious one. Generally, neutral items that you keep in your backpack because they still have value. Other than shovel, shovel's cool. Other than shovel, mm -hmm. I don't like. And this one's just I don't know. Yeah. Kind of a boring concept, I think. Anyway, Tumblr's toys out. A light collector, tier two neutral, provides ten percent movement speed. And a passive called Unclouded provides wear with 6 HP regen during the day and 3 mana regen during the night. If the wearer is not within 200 radius of a tree, these bonuses are doubled. Very random, by the way. Yep. So it gives 6 mana regen at night and 12 HP regen during the day if you're not next to a goddamn tree. Uh, yep. The active is Light Break, produces a flash of light that destroys trees in a 325 radius around the wearer. Cooldown 30 seconds. So, really random, I feel like. Yep. It's, uh, it's super niche. There's specific heroes that this item is good against. Nature's Prophet. Um, Monkey Triant, King. Monkey King. Even against Monkey King, I would say it's kind of niche because you need to be next to the tree that he jumps on to hit it, right? 325 radius is pretty small. True, but it can happen. It it's like a it's a more reliable quelling blade. In every situation that you would be like, oh, I think monkeys, I'm going to quell him. This item will hit. So, um, see, they could yeah. have made it cooler lore wise and made it like laser related <clears throat> or something. Something with timber saw. Something that timber saw would like, like a jackhammer. Anything, you know, because <laughs> this does feel like it's catered to timber. Uh, but it's just. It is really weird. So I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of an odd one. Whisper of the Dread tier two item provides 150 mana, and the passive is Tunnel Vision, grants 10% spell damage, but decreases the wearer's daytime vision by 15%. See, this I think is cool. I like items it's also like this. Strange, but I, I'm with you. I I like I like items that are. We've talked about this to death at this point. I like items that have an upside and a downside, where it's like. You're sacrificing something to get something else. Yeah. Um, I like that in games in general. And 
this might not sound that like that big of a deal. It is a big a big deal in certain situations on certain heroes. Um, and if this sounds incredible to you, the ten percent spell damage and one hundred fifty mana, you can compare this to Vambrace, and it's not that much better. So, it's okay. That's fair. Ring of Aquila, Quilla item cycled out. Doubloon tier three item provides five HP regen and two point five mana regen, and it has a toggle called Flip. Converts twenty percent of your max health to max mana, or converts twenty percent of your max mana to max health. Cool down five seconds. I knew um, with Lashako. That was you the remember f- that one. That was the fifteen hundred HP, but you lose like tons of mana or something. Yeah, it was a tier four that gave. I think it was twelve hundred health for four hundred mana. <clears throat> but here, the excuse me, Jesus, the the conversion here isn't flat. So there are certain heroes that this will be way better on than others. Um, I think this is potentially an interesting item on someone like OD, where you have a high mana pool, and then you can turn it into health when you need it. Because uh, it's max mana, it's not current mana, so you'll always have the luxury of using this toggle whenever you want. Mm-hmm. What I don't know for a fact is when you do the toggle, if you get the full amount or you get the percentage amount relative to your full health. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, if you're on 1% health and you use flip, do you get a lot of burst health all of a sudden, or do you get basically nothing? I think you get the burst in all instances. Yeah. Um, I don't This This one conceptually to me feels like an item that could just be stupidly broken, but it might just not be. Like, it's just... Whenever I read shit like this, I'm like, okay, there's going to be some heroes that this is just fucking stupid on, right? But I haven't seen it, like, really be crazy good. I think yet. conceptually, um, I, I am not a fan of this design either, actually. Nah. I think maybe if you have the choice of which one you want, then it's a little bit, I don't know. The fact that you have to keep toggling it to get, like, what if you only want one of them on, the, on a hero? This feels very... What do you mean? Well, what if you only want HP to mana? Or vice versa, like one of them on the hero that you have. Then you just don't toggle it again. Okay, then you can never use the item again? No, it has a five second cool. So imagine so this. You're a hero you with a thousand it. health and a, and a thousand mana, right? Mm. Now you press the doubloon, and now you have 800 mana and 1200 health. And yeah. you just have that all the time until you toggle it again. Oh, I thought it was replenishing. You're saying it's changing no. the stats of your actual mana pool and HP pool. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. So, so it's kind of like so a Whitless Shackle that you can toggle. It's something that you don't... So you toggle it once and you kind of forget about it. I mean, that's a, that's a skill issue. But I, you, can't, <laughs> you can't hold the item accountable for that. Because you have, you have the option of toggling it every five seconds as you wish. But. So it's, it's almost like treads. To some degree. Yes. Yeah, to an extent. Just that treads are relative, right? That's what I'm talking about, where yeah, they're if you fixed tread swap on low health, you get very based. little health. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, I need to actually test this one out in game then and see exactly what the interactions are like. Again, it's one of those things that not, like when you think one, about though. how it works, there, there's got to be... There's got to be specific heroes in specific situations that this is really good on. And it sounds so crazy, the 20% thing. But then you remember that a lot of the heroes where you're like, holy shit, it would be so nice to have more health, don't have a big mana pool. So it's like, what do you really get, right? Right. And the heroes that have a really big mana pool and can convert it to health have a big mana pool because they need it. Mm. 
So maybe you can be like cute with this on like Leshrac or on OD where you use it wisely because OD can restore his mana, right? So you can kind of like maybe go about it that way. Uh, unless until today, you could do that with Bloodstone as well, but that's different. So I don't know. It's All a right. weird one. I'll give Let's it some time. That, that is a weird one though. Nemesis Curse tier three item provides 35 damage, passive glass cannon. This wearer takes 8% more damage from all sources. Another passive, Glassify, wears attacks apply a debuff on enemy targets that increase all damage taken by them by 12%. Debuff duration, five seconds. Only one enemy can have this debuff at the same time. Kind this of item cool. was very popular in KL. Yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Is there a specific hero that comes to mind for you that's like, this was made for them? Um... Just instinctively, Wraith King is obviously really good with this, because... Mm taking more damage from all sources is not necessarily a problem. Sometimes when Wraith King dying and using your first life is a good thing. Uh, you want to hit heroes to proc-classify. You're always targeting one hero at a time, so it's not going to like bounce around on heroes you don't want it on at the right time or whatever. Um, all right, I say that. I mean, you're always choosing. This is the primary target that gets it. So mm. um, He's good with it. I think a lot of heroes that have some built-in critical strike, right? Just getting 35 flat damage and level 3 neutral item is very strong. Uh, for comparison, Penta-Edged Sword used to give... How much was it as a tier 4? Was it 45? Yeah, I think so. So the fact that you get this 10 minutes earlier in the game, I would argue this is just better in terms of like ga raw game impact at the time. So yeah, it, I think this one is really strong. And again, this is one of the ones I'm a fan of because it has a drawback. Glass Cannon is... Kind of my, my drill in games. You yep. Know? CM with Nemesis Curse. Sounds good. Uh, Craggy Coat returning in a new form as a tier 3 item. Armor bonus uh, is now 6. And it no longer decreases your attack speed. So you get 6 armor. That's it. And then the active is toughen up. Increases the armor by an additional 12 at the cost of 30 move speed. And that lasts for 8 seconds with a 12 second cooldown. I think this is also quite cool. I like this. Another item with a drawback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can talk about whether the numbers on this are fair. I feel like this one is quite weak, actually, compared to certain other items in the game, but I don't mind the idea. So Yeah, six armor we'll as a tier it. three, a little on the eh side. It also gives 150 health, but... Oh, I didn't see that. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I still don't think this is one of the best ones. Maybe it feels good sometimes on like fragile supports that don't have anything better to take, right? Mm. Where you're getting targeted in the fight. What does it matter if you lose 30 move speed when the carry is just faster than you anyway? You're going to at least get all this armor. It's kind of like casting CM ult, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe it's better than I think. Quickening Charm and Titan Sliver now out. Ancient I'm happy Titan Sliver is out, honestly. Yeah, that, that, was a, never... that was there for a long time. Ancient Guardian, yeah. tier 4 item, provides 50 damage, and the passive is called Ancient Power. Grants an additional 50 damage if the wearer is within 2,000 range from an Ancient. So defending your base or high grounding, fucking, this is cool. I misunderstood I this good. immediately when I read it. I was like, this is so stupid. Why? Because I thought it was ancient creeps. I was like, what kind of an item is this? You need to play around the ancient area or it's super broken if you have Helm of the Overlord, right? And then I talked to the others about it and they were like, no, it means the base. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, arguably this is another item with a drawback, you could say. Where it's like it's very strong in defense and offense, in base pushes and base defenses, but yeah. every other space on the map, it's kind of meh. Yeah. Like 50 damage is good, but it's a tier 4, and the other tier 4s are very strong. So, I don't know. I find this one, out of all of the new ones, probably the weirdest one for me personally, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I'm uh, interested to see if this actually has like an impact on games, like for the for ending or defending, you know? Kind of cool. I, I think conceptually, it's definitely a cool one. Uh, Aviana's mm -hmm. Feather. Who's Aviana? Need to ask Slacks about that one. This one was popular. Tier 4 right neutral here. item provides 25% evasion and 30 move speed. The passive is Free Bird. Couldn't think of a better name, apparently. When below 30% HP, wearer gains flying movement, not flying vision. So yep. another one where it's very defensive, very cool concept as well. Uh, there's not unless they added something that I didn't see, there's no like visual effect for when this triggers, which I, uh, I feel haven't like noticed one. They should add something because I feel like that's for sure. a given. Yeah. Uh, you just have to know when you're at because there's no like you know when somebody has flying movement, they it changes the way that they are hovered, like they hover on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't do that either. There's like no visual change at all. Unless that was fixed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one's cool. I like it. Yeah, so 25% evasion. How much did Trickster Cloak have? I think it was 17, right? Um, let me check that, actually. Trickster Cloak, 17 and 17 magic resists. So you get 8% more evasion than Trickster Cloak, and then no magic resist, but then you get the 30 move speed and the free bird. Uh, this one was very popular on cores. Move speed feels great. Evasion is a really powerful stat in a meta where MKB is not a popular purchase. This is a lot of EHP on cores in late game because a lot of the damage you die to is physical. Um, and the flying movement thing, I think it's just a... It's really great in niche situations, but I don't think you ever take it for that reason, right? It's just like, it's oh, nice if it comes in handy. It's good for Huskar. He's always on low HP, right? <laughs> yeah, but does he somebody. really need flying movement a lot of the time then? He's kind of like flying already half the time. Yeah, it's... I mean, I but, think, it, I don't again, know. conceptually, like, I really, really like this one. Uh, my personal favorite neutral that was added is rattle cage tier four item provides 12 armor has a passive called reverberate after taking 180 damage from any source the wearer fires a projectile at up to two random nearby enemies within a 600 radius prioritizing heroes that deals 125 physical damage and slows the target move speed and attack speed by 100 percent for 0.2 seconds i think this one's very cool yeah, this is pretty self-explanatory, right? This is either going on a tanky offlaner or it's going on a support that needs the armor. Um, I think... So I don't know this. Do you know if this one works with spell lifesteal? I don't see why it wouldn't. And spell amp? I don't see why it wouldn't. You're, you're throwing out projectiles. It's obviously... You're not throwing out attack projectiles. So it shouldn't work with regular lifesteal, but... That is actually relevant because some heroes, there, there's more and more like different ways of amping up spells in this patch, and maybe this even assists in that. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. This could be an interesting item on someone like Leshrek even, right? Who runs into the fight, wants the armor, right. and then will get targeted a lot because you kind of have to. And if he can lifesteal off of this, these projectiles flying out, that's pretty strong, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I think... It's hard to gauge how good this item is without seeing more play. Um, but design-wise, it makes sense, right? So, 
Penta edged no. out. Spell prism out. Okay, this one. Speaking probably, of items that make sense, not this one. This is okay? the most interesting item added easily. Tier 5 item, Unwavering Condition, provides 95% fucking magic resist. And the passive is called Unwavering. The wearer's max HP is set to 1500 and it cannot be altered by other effects or attributes. That is so cool. I think this is so fucking cool. Love it. Do you hate it? <laughs> I love this one. It's so and the, cool. The thing about it is, I know this might sound contradictory to what I said before, because there is a trade-off. I like that part. Yeah. I like the part that it doesn't just give 95% magic resistance at no cost. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But this is just, I get that tier 5 neutral items are meant to be like extreme or whatever, but yeah. the problem with a design like this is that it's either going to be mega overpowered in an individual game, or it's going to suck. It's like, it's fine that items can be better or worse in given games or whatnot, but this is literally, like, this is either going to make you invincible against two or three specific enemy cores when they have that kind of lineup, mm. or it's just not going to feel great. So it's like, it's situational to, to such an extreme that I just don't like it. I, I don't have anything against the idea of what it's trying to do, but I just think the numbers are way too wild, you know? Like... You could find another way of making this a lower tier item where you get more magic resist at the cost of health or you get whatever, you know, like you can do this. But in its current form, the other thing is this sounds really cool when you read it. I think this item is never going to be selected, almost ever, because so. at least in Pro Dota, which is the main thing I'm thinking of, because in Pro Dota, lineups are pretty balanced, right? Mm. So when you get to 60 minutes, you don't want to be a hero with 1500 health, I think. Is that late into the game? Who's going to choose this, right? Like, hmm. most lineups, especially as the patch progresses, there's going to be I, at least one or two sources of physical and pure damage in a lineup. And sure, this is great against magic damage, of course, like Lash, clearly, right? I wonder, but, how, how do you think this works know. with... Uh, I'm thinking, if you pick this up on a support, you're losing probably a little bit of HP. I don't know. Depends. I don't know what a level, th like, 25 support has in terms of hp but mm. you, you have to worry about physical damage you get a ghost scepter to compensate so that means your magic resist goes down a little bit right it's insignificant against this yeah but i don't know ghost scepter is just not a good item late game because generally people will have nullifiers and shit and you're going to be stunned and like i don't know it, it... yeah but you have to use All the I'm nullifier okay. on the support what i'll say right? what i'll say is what i'll say is this is either going to be completely ridiculous in your game or it's going to feel like shit and there's no in between so mm. do you like that i i don't know i i personally well, we'll, am not we'll see so. if that's someone true. in your chat someone in your chat is pointing out this is a really good point this item is good on medusa and that is true because medusa doesn't care about her max health because she has mana shield so for dusa this is potentially giga fucking broken and you I was know what? trying that reminds Eternal me of, Shroud and this item on Medusa. I was testing it the other this day. This reminds me of Essence Ring on Io when it used to be a heal. And everybody mm. fucking loved that because that just decided games. But it was a tier 2 neutral. So it was mm. way worse, right? Because people were getting it way too early in the game. This is at least tier 5. It's 60 minutes in. This is maybe going to win Medusa some games where she's like against one or two magic cores like Zeus, Lash, or whatever that are really good against her in theory late game. And then she can just be like, fuck you. You can't do anything. Um... But okay, Senator, how about this? I, I, I reserve yeah. the right to hate this item in the future, but for now, I okay. love it. Okay? Yeah. 
I I'll cool. say, uh, just to be fair, I I hate the implementation and the numbers, but I don't mind the idea of something like this. Mm. It's just not my cup of tea how extreme it is. That's it. Okay. Uh, Magic lamp Magic is lamp. returning as a tier five item. It uh basically okay. We can remind people what it does. It gives you three hundred HP, and then when you fall below twenty percent HP, it heals you for a thousand. So I was and actually thinking cast a heart dispel, which is very important. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. Hard to spell and yeah, heals for a thousand. It's, it's like a Eon disc, but then it heals essentially. Uh, yeah. Do you think out of the tier five items, where does this rank for you in terms of strength? Oh, that's like the thing in the game I have the hardest time commenting on is how well, tier five items rank. You say that it's I'm so the difficult. tier five master here. So I think yeah. this is actually one of the weakest currently. I'll just say I have played maybe since neutral items came out. A handful of games over 60 minutes mm. so I've you've probably played yeah. you've probably played like 10 to 20 times more ultra late game games than i have so i just i think it's the same for the pros where when they get to tier 5 neutral sp items it's one of the things where i think it's just theoretically speaking when you see how pros select tier 5 neutrals i think over the last year this is maybe the one the worst the thing they're worst at compared to theory i think but it makes sense because it's the thing they have the least experience with, right? Yeah, they got to play turbo have games more where teams often. Would take like four pirate hats and then they would lose three minutes later. <laughs> like, wow, you got so much gold, you know? Um, so you, the reason I don't think this one is that good, and I could be wrong, is because the heroes that would want this are the supports that already have Eon Disc, and they're both just going to go off at the same time. Uh, which um, I don't think is very good. Like, I think the... If anybody else Hang is going to take this that's not a support, they're getting it literally for the hard to spell. And in that case, pretty much every other tier 5 item is going to be better, probably. Uh, but Well, we'll Eon Disc goes off um, at 70%. Shut and up. This goes off at 20 So Shut up, Cinderin. It's actually kind of good for that, because then you have Eon Disc and it gets procced and they nullify you, and then you still have the Magic Lamp covering you at 20% as well. Yeah. Fuck you for but, logic. But I can't, I mean, even considering that, I can't tell you how this ranks because as a support, for example, you're choosing this. Right, I'm, I, have, stone, I have zero logic in my opinion on this. It's a gut feeling. Yeah. I don't know how good this okay. is. I don't know anything about fucking neutral items. Good. Ex Machina is out. That was a crazy one. Uh, Fallen Sky also out, which actually was, yeah. I feel like was underwhelming, surprisingly. Yeah. I think probably because I'm happy add... X Machina is out. I, I never liked that one. I think yeah, it was X Machina, 25 second cooldown, absurd. Absolutely absurd. Also, just, just get 20 armor yeah, late game. It's like, like insane EHP. The funny thing is, this if this gave bonkers. zero armor before, it would still People be. People still choose it, popular. probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Any thoughts on Fallen Sky becoming a real item? Uh, I don't like that idea. Out. It's kind of, yeah, Meteor Hammer upgrade or whatever. Uh -huh. Yeah. I could see that. You probably okay. need to tweak the numbers, but yeah, I, I don't think that's a, it's a bad idea. All right, heroes, you're going to have to tell me which ones to stop by. We're going to skip a lot of yeah. these. I think Abaddon is worth mentioning, though. Curse of Avernus does damage per second now, which has been very popular. Uh, do you like this one? It's when it procs, so it's after you hit four stacks. Yeah. Um, and the damage to buildings like is a this? lot less. It's yeah. It, it's a pretty meaningful buff to all ways of playing this hero. I think playing him as a support now as well, you probably want at least one value point and curse for the lane if you can ever hit reliably, because that DPS is significant. 
when you reach the four stacks, it's five second duration. So a level one curse is 150 damage if you proc it. Quite a lot. Um, and the damage intervals are 0.5 seconds. That's interesting against specific heroes like TA. But um, Do I like this? I don't know. I mean, it's a buff. I, I love the hero. Yeah, and I, think I actually he don't isn't care. Enough play. If I ask you if so. you like stuff, every single item, we're going to be here forever. We can yeah. have a wrap-up at the end. <laughs> I, don't, don't. I don't even know why I asked that. No. I mean, honestly, you've been asking about more stuff than I would have highlighted myself. <laughs> so I'm actually surprised. Yeah. Some of the stuff you were pointing out on items and stuff, I would have just skipped. <laughs> So it's it's self inflicted. Yeah, that's my bad. All right, so go ahead. You you take over, Cinderin. Which ones yeah, you want to stop? I'll, by? Uh, I'll tell you what is interesting. What's the main interesting ones? I think Culling uh, Blade is interesting. Yeah, did you that's go? True. Did you go past that and you didn't care? Yeah, I did go past that actually. But you're right; that deserves to be mentioned. Okay, so it doesn't so... give attack speed anymore, but it gives armor. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> okay. Cinderin. Just what X needed. More did, armor. Did you did you uh you're gonna say yes to this? Did you know this gave attack speed? Uh I think so. <laughs> what is that? If you would have if you <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't I play Axe all the time. I had no fucking idea it gave attack. Why would it give attack speed? It doesn't even make sense. Uh, Why? Funny. I mean, it's kind, it's kind of like a... I thought it was just move speed. Almost, right? it's, it's like a... You know, it's a bloodthirst thing. You kill someone, you get empowered. You know, like I, I feel crazy like... Is that just an... Did they have that in when the shard applied on auto attacks? You, you know what I mean? So it synergized with that or something? I don't know. I don't remember the order of these things getting put in. Sometimes they're kind of random. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, it gives armor now, which is actually quite good. Yeah, I'll... Okay, so there's a ton of like small changes to like stats and numbers. I think we skipped them. We we explain yeah. the ones that conceptually change something, right? Yeah. So next one's Bloodseeker. Bloodrite is now magic damage and has been rescaled. This is obviously interesting with some synergies with magic damage reduction. Uh, and Aghanim Shard is no longer percentage-based damage, but flat 30, pure. So that is probably better in a lot of situations as you get it, if you get it early. But it's probably worse in late game, which was one of the appeals of this shard was killing yeah. tanky heroes late game. Yeah. Um, okay, I do have down to, here level twenty five yeah. talent. Okay, good. <laughs> Just make uh, sure you didn't skip that one. Two hundred fifty track gold is replaced with no cooldown on Jinada. This is <laughs> interesting. Uh, Owen showed me a fun replay of him stealing. I think it was twelve thousand gold in a game at Bounty. <laughs> um, Wait, what did he, did he have? A lot of attack speed items. I think he went moon shard and shit late game. Just oh, ran around. Yeah. That's clicking good. people that's good it's it's one of those things where it's like yeah this is funny and it's probably really going to be enjoyable to play in pubs on a pro level is not particularly relevant to be honest but yeah. you know maybe it's gonna do something in the game at some point um yeah it's fun uh ba -ba 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 -ba, scrolling 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 chen centaur just want to mention cinder that they have not yeah. buffed his ags for some reason why valve yeah i don't know terrain it's, walking that's all you got to do just slap on terrain walking you're done okay yeah. trust go ahead why not uh chen penitence now uh gives attack range to all allied units chen controls as well so it's kind of interesting with some creeps uh, hold persuasion is no longer used to teleport units to chen however he's got new divine favor which is the the spell that people were literally taking stats over on a support <laughs> Uh, it now gives an aura that increases health region by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 to tw in 1200 radius. But the big thing is you can cast this on an ally within the aura radius to give them 
12, 16, 20, 24 armor and increase any healing they receive by 20% for 6 seconds. And then this is the self-cast that can teleport Chins Creeps to himself. This spell is so fucking good in the right game. It went from being trash to being ridiculous you can, in some games. You can use this on yourself, right? You can use it on any ally. If you self-cast, it teleports the units. But yeah. Do you get the armor and everything as That's well? That's a good question. I think it does. I think it does both when you self-cast. But yeah, this is obviously just like ridiculous against specific physical damage heroes when your cores are fighting them. It actually happened in a game in, in the Kuala Lumpur tournament where a Chen had divine favor against a massive minus armor lineup and he negated a shitload of damage. Mm. And the 20% all healing received is also very powerful because it not only synergizes with you, but it's really good for heroes that have abilities to heal themselves, right? Um, okay, somebody so, in chat saying something, wild. and I had to check. It does not have a, a mana cost. Yeah, is that correct? That's correct. What the fuck? Why? why? Yeah, I don't know. This spell is going to get nerfed. This is, I don't know. I, this one's just weird to me. Anyway, wait, how many spells in Dota do not have a mana cost? Is this the only one? No, there's others, but it's quite few. All right, chat, list them off. That's so weird. That's so weird. Bloodseeker uh, is Blood Rage. Blood Rage has zero. Okay. At least it did. Hang on. Does it Huskar Alt. Well, Huskar Alt costs something, though. It's his health. So forget about the mana cost. It has a cost of some kind. Blood Rage costs 25. Okay. So it does cost something. That has a mana cost as well. Chakra. I think But you actually made me check because I think that was zero at one point. Chakra Magic, I'm pretty sure, does cost mana, right? Uh. Don't think so either. Lion suck. Nope. That's a good one. Is that chakras free? Chakras free. Okay. Yeah. Chakra and definitely did not used to be free long time ago. I'm sure. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Mono drain is now oh, also phase free. Sh- okay, you- phase shift is the one that makes the most yeah. sense. Okay. <clears throat> Mono drain is zero. Mono drain used to be ten. Hmm. That's also free. All right. Uh, yeah. There's a couple. To Dota. Pretty weird. Okay, uh, let's move on. Du, 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 du. Okay, what do you think of clockwork overclocking no longer self-stuns after duration? Instead, it slows clockwork's move speed and attack speed by 100%. I'm very happy with this change. This was actually... I've talked about something like this being an idea to make the eggs feel more rewarding and more fun to play and still have a major drawback. I love the eggs design by idea, right? Like we talked... Again, blah, blah, blah. Punish yourself. Get bonus. Um... But the punishment seemed so severe. I was hoping like that well, four second self stun so or whatever. I it was. agree that this needed to happen, but I think Three they seconds. also need to make the rockets worse and the other aspects better. I think I could I could also agree with it's that. It's literally all rockets. That's the only reason you get it, and I think that's stupid. It should be situational based on the game. But I think the thing is the reason why it was only the rockets that people were focusing on was that the drawback was so bad when you went in with it, right? So now that it's a slow, perhaps it's less bad to okay, we'll consider see. this for the other abilities, right? But, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Skip, skip, skip a lot of things. Poison Touch now allows affected heroes to be denied if they fall below 25% health. The last time a new spell denied in Dota, I cannot remember. This is very rare. They've been getting rid of them. Yeah, this and is actually... They did get rid of another one to make up for this. So there can only be three in the game, apparently. Yeah, this was very surprising to read, actually. Uh, and Bad Juju no longer affects item cooldown, so the whole like Tinker Dazzle build is effectively dead. 
Yeah. And Thank by God. extension, this hero is probably more or less dead, uh, which sucks because yep. I love Dazzle, but he has just been in a weird place for a long time. Um, it's like they try to make him a support, and then they try to make him a core, and they try to make him blah, blah, blah. And he's always caught in this awkward limbo where he felt like he didn't really excel at either until they made him tinker, and then they stopped <laughs> making him tinker. So yep. kind of just a weird hero that kind of lost its identity somewhere along the way. And I wish he would get back the good old support dazzle with weave and, <laughs> you know, we go again. You're fucking yeah, weave. Man, the most one boring of my favorite spells in the game. That's probably the most boring ult awesome. that's ever existed. Awesome spell. All right, let's move on. Uh, si oh, I know it's not that important. Death prophet silence now slows. Yeah, sound slows. That's worth mentioning. It's, it's, it's worth mentioning just because it's, this power creep thing that we keep talking about that yes. every spell needs to do everything or every hero yes. needs to be able to do everything. Yeah. And this is another example of that. I would rather have, if death prophet has to have a slow, I think it makes more sense to have it on the drain, but maybe that would be too overpowered as well. And the slow has to be very low or blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, man, does this hero need a slow? I think they should add 25 damage to the silence as well. Cinder, what do you think? Yeah, so you can't blink. That's good. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Yeah, you could just, be a game dev. Okay, Doom. Power that one. Uh, neutral abilities level up automatically the time the neutral abilities would scale. Thank God. And you can no longer deny Doom, which is a big buff to Doom. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Um, so the three deniable spells are now Poison Touch, uh, Quops, Q, Shadow Strike, yeah, Shadow Strike, and and Venomous Gale, Gale, correct. Yeah. Oh, the Dragon Knight thing is pretty cool. So Breathe Fire now applies the corresponding Corrosive Breath and Frost Breath debuffs to the current level of Elder Dragon form, even when he's in human form. I think that I don't tell me how significant this is because this is definitely like a nice quality of life thing, but like balance wise, do you think this is a sizable uh, buff or it's just? Kind of nice. It's all right. I don't think this is like particularly significant, but it's it's all right. I don't know what the what prompted this. Maybe one of the beta testers plays Dragon Knight, and he's like, "It's so boring when I'm not a dragon." <laughs> and now it's a bit more fun. That's why you buy Octarine and all that bullshit, and you stay in dragon form the whole time. Yeah, I, I guess the slow part is interesting, right? Um. Anyway, Drow Ranger Gust now reveals invisible units. That's fucking random. All right, moving on. I think um, that's cool. I mean, I don't know if I'll put this in the power creep category. It's just kind of strange, right? It's unique. I mean, that one, I feel like on it's some random, level, but it I don't sense. hate it. It's just, it's just, it's just weird. And but the, it's not glacier not getting bad. another buff. Uh, yep. Now does not interrupt multi shot shot on cast, multi shit on oh. cast, multi shot. And I don't know how many how many buffs they've had to glacier so far but it's like little by little by little by little it yeah. might just be really good now i don't know yeah and eventually it's going to be overpowered yeah of course <laughs> and then everyone will buy it that's the way of dota uh ember spirit i found this change really weird yeah, as i hated well. this one searing chains now chains three units instead of two which is obviously a massive buff but i think this was a, a pretty popular opinion that i've seen a lot of people share about the spirits what makes these heroes unique and fun to play is their smoothness and that's what ember lost when he got plus 0.1 cast point on his spells mm. and now they're trying to bring him back by making his spells better and he might become good again but 
it's not for he lost a little bit of his identity which was this like exceptional mechanical masterpiece where you could play like an like a god and feel like a god right and now you could argue that the reason you want to nerf the hero in this aspect is to make it feel more fair for the opponents but well. ember spirit was counterable for his entirety uh if you played well and if you itemized correctly there was always solutions for him so I would have rather nerfed him in a different way when he was popular than nerfing his cast points. I feel like that was a miss for me. Okay, um, that's fair. And, yeah, and, the, and this is like, ones. this is padding him, right? It's a really big buff, but I, I just don't... I want his lower cast points back and then nerf this back again, honestly. Um, and I like this hero. So, yeah. Speaking of power oh. creeping, Enchantress, the enchant now deals damage per second when used on enemy heroes, but no longer gives armor to creeps. So people that hate microing can now play Enchantress even better because Enchant does something other than slowing enemies. Yeah. How long is the slow? Uh, five seconds. So 100 damage level 1, 250 level 4. Just getting 100 damage on the slow is a quite big deal, actually. Because you can still show up with a creep, obviously. You can have a creep and cast this on a hero. Yeah, it's not like anybody uh, hits the creep. Not anyway. on level they one. Ignore that not shit. on level one, though. But on level two and onwards, you can have one to two creeps plus cast on hero. On level one, the cooldown is the same as the creep duration. What did you think okay. of the Enigma demonic summoning changes? <sighs> Eidolon's health increased by 4% of Enigma's current HP. And, well, this is quality of life now. Preserve their yeah. command and attack when split, which has been a long-standing thing that I know Enigma players Yeah, they should have just always had that. Um... So I think I, I tested this uh, just off of memory. Mm -hmm. What was it? I feel like they had like 300-something HP at level 25 or something like that. Does that sound right? Uh, how much health do you have on level 25? Like maybe two... Let's say you have 2k. Then 4% of that is 50 health. No, that's incorrect. That's 80 health. Whatever it was. So yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I don't know. This is another hero that to me it didn't lose its identity in the same way ember did i just think demonic summoning was such a or conversion as it was called back then was a really key part of what made the hero click and do what it did and i know they removed it because people thought it was boring to deny creeps or whatnot but that's that was the hero's selling point or a really big unique thing and it's just it just takes time i guess to to reach a state this hero is interesting to play again it does see place sometimes but it's just See, so, okay, I, I understand. I don't your think point. demonic summoning should. Yeah, okay. I understand your point, and I agree conceptually with the idea that you should not be taking away things that make these heroes unique, unless they feel bad all the time. Yeah, which this sure. did. This and lich, yeah, I mean, like denying creep. It's like, oh, I'm playing in a lane against this hero. I guess I'm just getting less XP, and there's literally nothing I can do. That's fucking dumb. So yeah, I agree with that. that change. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, okay, I think I should say a really big part of the hero was obviously balanced around that being a power spike. Was Enigma had a power spike minute zero as one of the only heroes in the game. Mm. So when it lost that and what compensation it got was literally nothing, the hero just sucked, right? Like, so I, I just don't think he was compensated fairly for what he lost. Mm. And it's, I think it's still not there. Uh, the fact you also have to pay health to use summoning also kind of eh, feels yeah, bad. That's true, that's true. Um, I, do, I want to talk about Gyro, unless there's a hero before yeah, that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, 
Call Down has been reworked into a shitty version of Bombardier Ult from Heroes of New Earth. Now always and shoots his old talent on twenty five. True. Now always shoots three missile strikes in the vector targeted direction, but with a single missile per strike. I don't need to talk about the rest. And then the level twenty five talent. The reason I'm mentioning this because the Han, you get the global range to the ult, uh, and minus thirty second cooldown to it as well. So I'm just going to say this. This is another ver another uh, Harkins Blade type situation where you have something that is just way better in Han. Mm -hmm. It felt really good. Bombardier Ult uh, essentially just it was a global it was global by default, so it wasn't like a talent or anything like that. It just dropped bombs in a uh, in a line anywhere on the map. It was skill shot based, right? And it'd be pretty mm -hmm. fast. You cast it and it's like boom, 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 boom. This one is just fucking clunky. It's huge. It's boring. Just, if you're going to do that, just do it right, right? You have a game that was already made and tested for you. They don't exist anymore. There's no, and there's no fucking copyright issues, okay? Yeah, let's give Bombardier ult. Gyro Global Ult. Sounds good. Um, I, it can be balanced. Of course. I'm just, I'm just it's, joking. I mean, there's doesn't always, that sound cool to have one, like a skill shot ult that's global? Like a lot of these ults are... Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Like, I, I just think that's something that's uh, that could be added to the game. That would be really cool. Anyway, I'm not a big mm -hmm. fan of this one. Yeah, so, okay, let's compare this to what it was. Do you think this is better or worse than the old cooldown, conceptually and power-wise? Because I think a lot of the time this will be better. And I don't think this hero deserved a buff, necessarily. Mm, probably on average it's better, yeah. Okay, you cover a bigger area, and in specific situations, it's not... There's a lot of times that you will still be able to hit a hero twice. Um. So outside the balance thing, just real quick, I think the reason I get really annoyed by stuff like this is because I take, I, I think one of the most important things for me is satisfaction of casting spells, like how satisfying it feels. Mm -hmm. And for me, this one's just not that. It's, I mean, maybe it's because I played Han and they had the better version, but just don't understand why they can't just fucking copy that shit. Anywho... Moving on. Yeah, uh, it's time for Io to... It's TI soon, so oh. Io needs a buff. Yeah. Um, so Io does damage with Tether now. Would you consider okay. this to be uh, power creep? This is, that... is insignificant power creep, but still power creep. Except it works on creeps, so yeah, it might be say, better than I think. Don't you just Tether an ally creep if you're alone and you just farm? Both that and when you're tethering an allied hero, they farm camps faster. So... True. I don't know. I this might be very meaningful. It might be very strong. I don't know how relevant it is. Uh, but yeah, support IOs will generally go four zero four still. I think so. At that point, you will have four points in tether relatively early in the game, and it will matter for farming speed. I don't know. There might be some stress with this. Uh, Jakiro has a different dual breath. The start radius is decreased, but the end radius is the same. Uh, just got nerfed, right? Overall, just got nerfed. Very uninteresting change. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Jugger, this change I tested pretty early. Uh, so Blade Fury now scales with your current attack speed, uh, and then it does way less flat damage, obviously, because you have attack speed all the time. Um, this is not dynamically updating. It is what your attack speed is the moment you press the button. Mm. And that's important because then you can't use Blade Fury and then Mask of Madness. Mm, I thought that was going to be really strong, but you can't do that. 
there is apparently, unless this has been fixed, there's a weird interaction where I tested this with Echo Saber and it didn't work, so I just discarded the idea. But apparently it works with Harpoon, where you do the first hit and then you prime the second really quick attack, right? And for some reason with Harpoon it works. You can hit one time and then Blade Fury, and Blade Fury does a shitload of damage, but it doesn't work with Echo. Uh, hmm. I don't know if that was fixed. If it wasn't, it will probably get fixed. But yeah, this is... I don't know... I get what they're trying to do, but I think the numbers are just off because I think Jugger's just worse in lane now, and that was already his issue, actually. As weird as that might sound to people, I think this hero is a pretty weak laner. Um, and this I mean, didn't help. Back in the day, so. you get one partner that can slow, and you just spin at level one, and you get a kill. That's just not a thing yeah. anymore. Definitely not. Which is a shame Coddle. because that was his identity, I feel like, for a long time as yeah, well. Yeah, I the agree. Lane dominant he, carry. He's in a weird place right now. Uh, Caudal Ignis now does 75 damage per flicker because Power it just creep. has to. And then Recall casts Chakra on both Caudal and the ally when they teleport, which is quite powerful. It's very strong with specific heroes, like obviously Storm, the, the classic Caudal friends that want the mana. Uh, this is quite powerful that they get one for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, ba, 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 Legion. Overwhelming odds. No longer gives armor uh, or duration on the shard, but now it increases the AoE by 250 when you cast it during duel. And the shard gives more damage per duel victory and replies retroactively, but now you don't have the talent for duel victory anymore. It gives press the attack movement speed. I would say overall this is just a nerf to the hero. Really? Uh, and I, I don't think she deserved it. Hmm. Because now you have to buy shard to get more duel damage, right? You used to get it for free. That's true, but now it gives you a reason to buy shard. Yeah, I'm, am I underestimating the shard? Is it really good? I think it's no. I May, think, maybe it's really good with the duel. Maybe it's better than I well, think. Well, I'll say this: you have but, to buy shard on this hero. Uh huh. Pretty sure. But I, we do, it's now a must. Do buy. you like that by design? Then I mean, I love ags and shards. So you're asking the wrong wrong person uh-huh. on that one. I feel like beforehand Legion could choose, right? And if it's and if it's no longer really a choice, I don't know. The fact it, that it applies retroactively is a huge buff. And if you're going to get it from like a Tormentor for free, then it's just better, right? Yeah. You're right. May- Actually, you know what? Maybe I'm underestimating this. The retroactive part is pretty important. Because like you said, you can just get it. And then if you're getting it from the Tormentor, then in that like 10 or 15 minute span that you would maybe usually have had the, or 20 minutes even that you would usually have had the talent, you're going to suffer from having less damage. But then the payoff is pretty big when you get it for free. Yeah. It's also just, I don't really think about this hero in that way yet, I guess. With But the 250 AoE might actually be huge when you get into a fight. Maybe it's better than anything. I think. Uh, Leshrek got buffed, which was a catastrophe, because his item build was also buffed through and through, so this hero was a monster. Got mm-hmm. nerfed, though. We'll get to that. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, I want to start speeding up a little bit. Uh, Low Android Spirit Bear starts with zero arm instead of three. That's really big. That's the biggest change to that hero. He got nerfed quite significantly. Uh, Skewer now deals damage. Yeah, a little uh, mini rupture there. Good. In addition to its regular damage, it deals percentage-based travel damage. So that's interesting. Don't know why that needed to happen. Um, <laughs> from quality of life to Mars, which is... Backswing timer of Spear of Mars is way shorter. Uh, it no longer toggles off Bulwark if it's cast while Bulwark is active, which is a really weird, I want to say bug. Um, kind of strange. 
And Bulwark gives you phased movement, which is kind of cool. So you're like stampeding through with your with your shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't consider this power creep. It's not like you do more damage or whatever. It's just it's just no, different it's interesting. functionality. It's I think this is kind of interesting. But arena formation time being faster is a huge deal. Yes. For the spear arena yep, combo. Exactly. And I don't mind that. I think that's that used to be like this exceptionally almost frame perfect high skill play. Uh, where you would spear a hero close to you, and then you would form the arena instantly, and there would be enough time. This combo is way easier to pull off now, first of all, because of the backswing reduction that makes it more human for casual players to land this, and the arena formation time. This is just way easier to land. It's quality of life. Um, yeah, I think it's good. Is, there, is it a little bit of a loss because it was super cool when people pulled it off because it was a hard trick? Sure, but is it? did the hero need some love? Probably as well, right? So it's okay, I guess. Uh... All right, we're approaching the end here. Don't think there's... Are we? So Gunslinger is toggleable and no longer prioritizes heroes, so, so that's just a nerf. I, the toggleable aspect to this, I wonder why they don't add this to every hero that has something similar. Example, Moonglaves or even like uh, Legion's passive or Counter Helix, technically. Stuff like that where you can just... Like, if you don't want to push the lane or something, you know what I mean? Uncontrollably. Mm. I mean, you could do that. I don't, I, I don't I, think I, th I think the idea necessary. of, like, I don't, think it was I, I don't know what, either. I don't know what Luna is doing these days, but a lot of times you would hold your points because you want the Moonglaze eventually, but you don't want it yet because you're going to push mm -hmm. the lane. I think that's weird right. to hold spell points. But anyway. I, I get, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just don't think it's that important, but. A lot of the yeah. stuff they add is not important. Yeah. A lot of yeah, you're right. That's very true. <laughs> uh, um, I love the deadpan. Next... The deadpan. Well, I forget what it was. Like, I don't know why they added that. And he just continued talking as if. Really though, that's just how it is sometimes, right? Uh, Nick's burrow no longer to, requires facing. That's pretty powerful. You can cast yeah. in all directions at all times when you're when you're burrowed as Nick's. That's pretty strong. Uh, Guardian Angel for Omni is now single target with two yeah. charges weird. and 900 cast range. This is a quite significant rework. This is better some of the time and worse a lot of the time. Um, but the biggest part for me is the two charges because it means that when heroes counter, uh, counter itemize this, you get a second chance mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So if you're playing Omni against a Nullifier and you're ultiing, in the past it would just, oh well. Now, if you ulti someone, they get nullified and they survive, you have a second cast after the nullifier expires, and that one can be mega impact. Um, so I, was I don't know thinking, if I like this change, yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know it's... either. I was hoping that they would make it so... like If they were going to do something like this, they keep the old ult that's AoE. The shard mm -hmm. you buy, you get a single target version of your ult, right? So essentially... Just a small, a short version of it? Or? Well, it's, it's a single target version. Like it is now, right? So, so it should have the full power of this as a shard. Well, generally, like you can nerf however you want. I'm just saying uh -huh. the, the no, no, idea I'm just of it. How good you think it should be? Yeah, okay. Because I, I, I think the shard, the shard right now is like the fucking hammer purity, right? Or am I wrong? Yep, like it is. Fuck that shit. That thing's god awful. Uh, and then the ags uh, was also changed in this one, um, so it gives you an additional charge. Increases cast range to global and always cast Guardian Angel Omni Knight as well as a target. So 
The Ags is good. So you get three yeah. charges. This is, really, this is really hard to judge, I think. But it doesn't say anything about HP regen to towers and stuff. Is that, did they get rid of that a long time ago, or is this new? Can you cast it on buildings when you have eggs? I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't know, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this one's a bit weird for me. I, I would love for Omni support to be back, because I think it's really fun to play. I don't know if this is going to do it, though, but maybe. Uh, Shield Crash is now physical damage yeah. on Pango. And the cooldown in ball form is now always decreased to 963. That's a huge nerf, the, by the way. The 15 talent is now replaced with 80 shield crash barrier per hero. Uh, this is one of the perfect examples of a hero that is exceptionally difficult to balance because it is so good in the right hands in pro play and a lot of the time kind of mediocre in pubs. So he has reached this point where, despite being nerfed into the fucking ground, he was still picked in Kuala Lumpur in many games and did quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just... Yeah. It, it's becoming a less and less appealing hero to pick in a pub game. Because what makes him so powerful really requires coordinated teamwork. So normally when you get Aghanim Scepter, but, like before, it would time it, you time it with like the level 15 talent. So you'd be level 15... Mm -hmm. Uh, so that means it would be equivalent to a six-second shield crash now. So you have to get level 18 before yeah. you get the same power spike, which is pretty but big deal. But then you're effectively getting the 15 talent for free at that point, and you can get the other talent. Yeah. And the other talent is either the shield crash barrier per hero or the rolling thunder duration, which is quite nice, honestly, right? So yeah, I think you take the duration now every time. Yeah, probably. It's in a weird place, though. Uh, but I do like see. the idea that it does physical damage because your lucky shot is lowering armor potentially. So mm -hmm. I like that they changed that. Even though I think making it from magical to physical is, isn't it objectively worse? Right? Yeah, that's what I would think. So that's a For the most anyway. part, that's a nerf. But with the minus yeah. armor, depending on if they're lucky shot already. Like with Ags, it could be still very good. So. Okay, I had to scroll quite far for the next one. That's a fundamental change. That's Silencer. Um, Glaive steal magic damage that doesn't pierce debuff immunity, and this makes its damage affect debuff immune enemies, but it will be reduced by their magic resistance. And then the damage from int to damage has been rescaled to be higher. Uh, now you can do a Silencer build maybe with some magic amp instead of the pure... I personally read this as a whatever, because people aren't really playing the hero that way, and I don't think this is going to push it there, but... Uh, Spectre reality now only triggers one cast of Spectral Dagger per illusion. And finally, Psionic Trap deals 200 damage instantly upon arrival and activates the trap as if it was fully charged. That's the Scepter version, the Psionic Projection. Mm -hmm. And Terrorblade now his shard, the Demon Zeal applies to Reflection Illusions with 50% effectiveness. Kind of an odd one, but okay. Uh, and the bigger one, his Ags the Terror Wave follows Terrorblade and disappears if he is killed. So the whole I, following part is kind of interesting with Dagger. You blink yeah. in, you use this, and then you can keep chasing heroes and the fear will follow them. I didn't realize they didn't do that already, honestly. I'm yeah, because most of the time you blink in and you're static. But it, yeah. I think it's cool. I don't think it's very important, but I think it's just it makes sense to me.
Mm -hmm. It's a wave rippling out from you. It should follow you around. Um, Dead in the water, nerfed Cinderin. By one hit, yep. Very unfortunate. Uh, Tinker, everybody's favorite hero. This is actually just number changes for the most part, but I will mention them because of how extreme this is. Loses 150 cast range on laser, down from 600 to 450. Heat-seeking missile down from 2k to 1500. Rearm now grants magic resist, okay. And warp flare now applies a root. Um, <laughs> what? That's annoying. This is, okay, so this feels to me like they did the beta testing for this patch with all the magic buffs, and they were like, damn, Tinker's fucking strong. People are going to hate this shit. We better nerf Tinker, but Lesh is fine, boys. Don't worry. I'll give him two buffs. I think the delta for these two heroes is so fucking crazy, this patch. Like, Lesh got 8% win rate, and Tinker, I don't know what he lost, but he's got to lose, right? Like, I would imagine. These cast range nerfs are mad. I... I know people love to hate on Tinker. But I do this too. Was, yeah, I'm glad. This Delete is him. just a, I don't know, man. Laser 450 cast range? What the fuck, Sounds man? Sounds good to All me. All right. Anyway, um, I, I just thought it was funny to read. And then <laughs> Warp Flare now applies a root. Okay. <laughs> That's his shard, right? Yeah, that nobody's buying. Now they will. Okay. Well, whatever. Um,. Yeah, uh, Pit of Malice now deals damage. Cool. Yeah, that's a power creep. We love that. Um, and I think it does damage to creeps, right? Yes, every time it roots a unit, so anything. So, uh, d yeah. Doesn't really matter that much because he wave clears with a Firestorm in general anyway, but maybe later in the game it does matter. Don't know. Venge has way more damage on Nether Swap, which is quite interesting. Uh, it now no longer reduces damage taken, but Vengeful and allied targets gain a barrier, which is equal to the spell's damage value. So if you swap an ally, you both get 150 barrier on level 1. And if you swap an enemy, that enemy takes 150 damage. Uh, and you get the barrier, I think, right? I'm assuming you get the barrier no matter what, yourself. I actually haven't tested this. Wait, say it again. That's true. Say it again. So when you swap an ally, you and the ally both get a barrier equal to the amount of damage this would have done if you cast it on an enemy. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming if you cast it on an enemy, they take the damage and you get the barrier. I, I think the barrier is yeah, probably I, no matter. I would think so. This is a big buff. This hero is very good right now, um, I think. And it was also played a decent amount in KL. Uh, Viper. Oh, yeah. Nether Toxin big. no longer applies break. Now it slows attack speed. Viper Strike now applies break and has better cast point and slows more on lower levels. Viper Strike is a fucking god tier ability now. So this good. is so strong. Love this change. It's a single target break that is BKB piercing. Mm. So this is just a big fuck you to every passive in the game from Viper. And. Sure, Nether Toxin did it before on a lower cooldown, but it was very counterable. You could get out of the Toxin, you could BKB it, you could get Force Staffed, you know, all this stuff. Viper Strike, you get hit, you're fucked. That's basically how it is. So and now, it lasts for six seconds on you. So Lincolns are going to be is, way more important now. Very important against Viper. I mean, this ability is just really strong. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, personally. I, I, I consider it just flat out, a, in general, a buff. Like, there's niche cases where it isn't, but it's just better. Um... I think it's. It makes Viper an incredibly like powerful counterpick against some things. 
I just, I, it's one of those things where I don't know if this is too good, you know, like if it's a six second targetable break, man, from range mm -hmm. with a fast projectile speed and a low cooldown, it's quite crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's what happened. Um, visage, soul assumption damage is now calculated before reductions, which is a buff. I okay. think. Very good. If I'm not sure. Wrap my head around that incorrectly. Really uninteresting, I think. Uh, well, we've said less interesting things today. <laughs> uh, yo, Voodoo Restoration no longer deals damage. Yeah, they got rid of one, one of the power creep. One, one down. <laughs> one down, can't, and then, oh, wait, they added like 10. Can't say the game is power creeping, guys. We removed damage from Witch Doctor. <laughs> okay, Neo, what, what do so. you think the reason is for this? Why did they roll back this one? I don't know. Maybe they thought the identity was weird. I, I agree with that fully, by the way. I think this is a good change, but... I don't know. I always found this this dealing damage always felt so weird to me. So I'm happy with this change. It's very strong level one now, by the way. 20 heal per second up from 10. This is a crazy level one spell now, defensively in lane. Um huh. But yeah, I don't know. I, I get that there was synergy with Maledict, right? I understand the kit, but it just I don't know. Would you agree? This this was just not a damaging ability. It just never felt that way. Correct. Never but I feel that way. way about many abilities that they literally added damage to this patch. I know, but they malice. removed this one. So, you know, we got to give credit where it's due. They removed this one. And that's good. Because they knew this that combining Voodoo Restoration and Pit of Malice was just going to be too strong if they both did damage per second. So Witch Bear. Doctor had to get the Nyx there, unfortunately. Now, fortunately... As the final note of the patch, we get back to Earth. Uh, Lightning Bolt now deals double damage to creeps. <laughs> All right. That's 735. Let's quickly go over 735B. Very fast, Shannon, here. We'll just talk. Yep, Let's fine. talk about the really broken shit that got nerfed very fast. So yep. Bloodstone was being incredibly popular on certain heroes with the OE bonus. It no longer restores mana. Um, How much did it restore? I don't know what you think about this. How much did it restore before? Uh, I don't remember actually, but it was a significant amount. I'll say that. I yeah, don't remember the exact amount. It feels like this is over over nerfed because how many people were actually buying Bloodstone other than Lesh and a couple other heroes? Like it's Lesh, sometimes Storm, sometimes Tinker, okay. sometimes Zeus. Can you name but... more than eight heroes? That's a very random question. Yes, I can name more than eight heroes. That I would buy Bloodstone regularly. Heroes. No. Okay, I, that makes this that makes this a Why niche. <laughs> Because I didn't want to say anything too small that you would be able to... <laughs> it had to be high enough that you were like, oh shit, don't like, prove me wrong. Okay. That was a very so arbitrary choice. I feel like it's a, a niche item and yeah. you're nerfing it to be unusable, it feels like. Like, why do you buy this then? Uh, you're not going to buy it for 75 AOE. Come on. I mean, the spell life is still really strong. I mean, I'm not saying that's not good, but the mana... Oh, wait, you're saying you still buy this on Lesh without getting mana? Yeah. Really? No doubt, right? Surely. Surely you still have to buy this. You get what do you buy for mana, skill? then? I mean, it gives 500 mana. Yeah. It's... Yeah? I think it's, you still have oh, to buy Oh, sorry, I shroud, forgot. Right? You, you buy Eternal Shroud. That's how you get your mana back. Yeah, you can buy Shroud if you want, or... <laughs> there's there's other paths. You can just buy mana regen. Alright, we're good. Like Bloodstone, you know? Eternal Shroud on uh, all offlaners. Okay. That need mana. Uh, Easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know about this nerf. I, I don't really know about this item right now. It's really weird with the AoE. Anyway, um, let's skip to some more stuff. Uh, Helm of Iron Will got nerfed. This was really popular in, uh, in the tournament we just had in Malaysia here. Uh, just gets minus one armor, minus one health regen. So pretty significant nerfs, actually. People were buying this for the Veil buildup. Obviously, very strong in lane. 
Uh, I think this is a good nerf. Uh, Shiva's got nerfed heavily. It lost four armor, two all mm. attributes, and two health regen. This is still fucking good, I think, but it's a start. Uh, Pavis got nerfed. Solar Crest got nerfed massively. Minus two armor, minus two all stats. Shine now costs Oof. mana. It costs yeah. zero, now it costs 100. That's big. And it no longer grants bonus move speed nor attack speed when cast on yourself. I actually think this might be an over nerf, but we'll see. Uh, I... People are celebrating because this item was broken as all hell, which I agree with. But I think maybe this is a bit too much. 100 mana cost is a lot on this item. And no, no longer having those self bonuses is quite a nerf as well. So, yep. But we'll see. Uh, let's, that's basically the items for heroes. One that stood out to me when I just scrolled through this last night was... Time lock no longer procs on denies. I know this isn't very important. I just always found it fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy with that one. Um, and then the Medusa one that I mentioned earlier or uh, hinted at. We, we the value of mana shield is calculated before Eternal Shroud's mana restoration. Medusa with Eternal Shroud could effectively tank magic damage forever. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. So uh, You skipped by yeah. Lesh, which we did mention, but Split oh, Earth yeah, cooldown increased yeah. by two seconds. Ag shard radius increase per strike reduced by 10. Who gives a shit about lightning storm? So nerfing the hero because of the item, but then the item gets decimated as well in some ways. I just, I just don't know if people are over, overreacting on the nerf to that item yet. Because I still think it's very good on Lesh. I still think this hero is going to be great, personally. He was okay. just bonkers. Now he's still good, I think. But we'll see. Maybe it matters more than I expect. Um... Wukong's command is better. I think that's actually pretty significant. Soldier attack interval from 1.2 to 1.1. Kind of random. This FA yeah. used to be 1.1 originally, if I'm not mistaken. Or even 1. I think you're right. Yeah, maybe 1. Yeah. And he got 1 base edgy, which is a feels good for that hero. More armor, more damage, attack speed. Akshard on Muerta is now retroactive. Applies retroactive your spell amp. That's yeah. pretty big as well, I think. Yeah, you get this for free sometimes, right? People are still not yeah. going to buy it. Probably. Probably. Uh, PA gets multiple buffs because this hero has been absolutely gutted. It's just number buffs, but she's better. Uh, Swashbuckle gets 15 with. Okay. Oh, that's a girthy boy right there, huh? Yep. Uh, Spirit Breaker, this is the one you were talking about with Conda. Phylactery procs on impact rather than on cast. So the build where you go Kanda four rapiers late game and just kill people from across the map. You can't do that anymore. But rejoice, guys, you can still do it on Nature's Prophet, so don't worry. Wait. Uh, do it with do it with Wrath of Nature instead, but Wait. only on the initial target. Wrath of Nature works with phylactery? Yeah. Why? It's a single it's a point click ability. You click it on a hero, then you target them. Because you can also target the ground though, right? Yeah, then it doesn't work. It doesn't hit the first target? Uh, I don't think so. I would think you have to click on a hero for it to... I actually can't, con I can't say that for See, certain. That one's but like I, a weird you, one you where you can cast it multiple ways. Like, Does that mean uh, Burrow Strike works with Phylactery? Uh, that's a good question. That, that's, that's a single bit, target. That, that's, yeah, but it's a bit special in how it's coded, I think. Okay, what that about Impale on Lion? It shouldn't work. Oh, on Lion. Yeah. No, you said Impale. That doesn't work. Oh, lion? So Death's, the Earth's fuck Lion, by the way. <laughs> uh, it probably works, I would think. Okay. Earth, Earth Spike and Sanking Stone are a bit different in coding, uh, I think. One thing yeah. you missed, OD, Sanity's Eclipse, Mana Allergy no longer oh, deals true. damage, by the way. I think that's pretty yeah. 
significant. Um, yeah. And the Ag Scepter uh, is 20 second longer cooldown, which uh, that was like the Eon Disc type mm -hmm. rocking thing. Yep. And that Manor al Allergy was like the Pugna Shar yep. or Pugna Ward or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, just punishing you for casting spells. Yeah. yeah. So now effectively uh, all that does is... Wait, what does it do then? The Mana it deals Allergy. damage. Oh, Mana Allergy. It, okay, all it does is it heal heals you. OD then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this, the Spirit Breaker thing obviously was way more powerful than the Prophet version because it had way lower cooldown. Uh, but yeah, if you guys need to get your fix because you're sickos, you can try with Prophet. He's also good at farming, I've heard. So you can probably get there. Especially in turbo. But yeah, you'll only get one cast of it and two with a refresher and that's it. Sniper is pretty fun. Good. More reasonable balance-wise, I think. You get the ags. With combo. Uh, yeah, I guess. Cool. Late game. That's kind of cool. Um, is that it for this patch in terms of like cool things? Vengeful Vengeance Aura Scepter Illusion no longer has bonus movement speed. That was also kind of random. Hmm. And that's it. The rest is just some numbers tweaks. All right. Okay. We did it, Shannon. We made it through the patch. All right. What Good is job. your... Uh, let's go to the main screen again. What is your review on patch 7.35 overall? Um, I like that they try to make spellcasters stronger, but I think this was a bit too much on the nose and too much at once. Uh, the Bloodstone AoE plus the Shivas plus the Veil change, all of this stuff... Um, now that we're in the B patch and the nerfs are coming in, I think it's going to be better, but probably still a bit too caster heavy. Um, I would say. As far as stuff that we would have liked to see nerfed or changed, I think the neutral item changes are overall probably a positive. The ones that they removed and the one they cycled in, I, I guess it's, it's fine at least. Uh, personally think Ogre Seal Totem should be removed from the game, uh, along with Tumblr's Toy. These repositioning neutrals are too situationally powerful, I would say. Um, for some reason, Ninja Gear is still in the game. I don't know, man. Like, what's it going to take? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's interesting because it's something I heard where the problem with that item is that its win rates aren't good. It's only in pro play that this item is deemed as highly as it is. So it's one of those things where if you remove it from the game specifically for pro play, you're, you're removing an item that isn't good in the rest of the scene. Yeah, but right? who cares? You make it seem like they can't just put another item in its place, though. I mean, of yeah. course. I, I personally don't think it's a big problem. I think just remove it and make something that's more fun because I also don't think the item is that fun. Mm. Uh, I guess it's for the player that has it, maybe you think it's really fun to play around in smoke or whatever, but it's kind of... It's not particularly skillful or anything. It's just dumb. I don't know. Not, not really my cup of tea, that one. But I guess overall, rating this patch from 1 to 10, it's like somewhere middle of the pack. There's some good stuff. There's some eh stuff. There's some power creep that I don't like. So let's give it a 5. 5 or 6. Wow, that's pretty um, bad, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. I was not... You're the positive one here. 5 out of 10. Wow. Okay. That's very surprising, actually. Let's, yeah, five, five or six, I think. I was going to give did, it... What's that? Hmm? No, what, what did you think? I thought you I were going to say. say like seven to eight, probably. Okay. 
Well, what's it in comparison to? Is it in comparison to other patches we've no, had recently, or what I would really love personally? It's not. Yeah, it's for you. Yeah, then it's a five or a six. Okay. I am actually. I was gonna say five as well. Mm. So I'll say so this. Why did you though. think I was gonna like it more than you? Be- okay. First of all, well, I don't know because you're more positive <laughs> than me. I figured if if whatever my rating is, yours is gonna be higher. And it wasn't. That is not true on cosmetics and patches, I think. Well, cosmetics are different because... I mean, this is a lot of balance, though, right? Like, you're switching up things that have been boring Mm. and uh, have gotten stale, and now you're kind of throwing everything together in a big fucking pot, you know? Yeah. So It's a a nice shake-up, but there aren't a lot of things in this patch where I went, hell yeah, this sounds awesome, or... I'm happy with all these nerfs, which is what I'm always asking for. And I feel like <laughs> it's it's just not really yeah. that many so, nerfs. I'll say so, this to start, yeah. though, for me. I was very surprised that this patch came out. I was expecting this in February. So that's a pleasant surprise that they had this ready. Uh, for me, I, I really like the new item. Like, I'm not saying I like the new items. I like the idea of the new items and like... Mm-hmm. Just in general, having to learn new items is cool. I think that adds a lot of extra... It's like fun factor for me because there's a lot of theory mm-hmm. crafting and shit like that. Uh, like just offlane changing from... <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of feels the same, honestly. <laughs> Instead of Vanguard pipe, I'm going uh, Veil of Discord Eternal Shroud. Mm-hmm. It's like it's actually yeah. pretty much the same <laughs> if you really think about it. But... Uh, I think a lot of the heroes that I play weren't changed that much. Not a lot of ags or shards were changed, which I really like. Like, not mm-hmm. no, not that many crazy talents were changed. So overall, kind of underwhelming, actually. It's still early on, of course. Maybe something will uh, break free. From... You know what we actually skipped? Not to make this much longer. What's that? We skipped the general changes, which are actually pretty meaningful. Okay. So if back, you want to very quickly... Yeah, back to we the can patch. quickly slam through those, right? It's seven thirty-five. The first one. Yeah, I had to reopen so, the. Uh, where the hell was it again? Is it this one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll just highlight the ones that I think are important. So this is one of my favorite changes of the entire patch. Neutral creeps give two less gold. I think that's good. <laughs> um, that's hype. Then, uh, couriers are now a set amount of attacks to kill. Melee heroes always one-shot it. Ranged Mm -hmm. heroes need to hit twice, and creeps and towers need to hit six times. The fountain has splash. You love that because you hate fountain farming, and it happens to you a lot. Yep. Um, Using the twin gate costs 75 mana, which is actually a pretty big change. I think If you want to go back and forth, it's 150. I think this is my least favorite change of the entire patch. Uh, The mana cost and gate? Yeah, I think, first of Mm -hmm. all, like from a design perspective, like if you're, I feel like there's way, there's so many different ways to balance this if you think it's too powerful, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? You could have changed the positioning, like that's one way to do it. You could put a, a cooldown cool on gating. it. Yep. Uh, I think the mana just is, feels bad and it, it, the mana, I believe, it gets used the moment you start channeling it, correct? Correct. Now, if you yeah. stop channeling it, what happens? I haven't tested it. I'm pretty sure you lose them. I don't know okay. that for I a mean, fact. Though, that, but that just feels awful. The thing about it balancing it this way is that this is just inevitably going to hit some heroes way harder than others, right? Because the fours with low mana pools get starved way harder by this. 
So like mm-hmm. Clockwork, Tusk, these heroes that uh, I don't know. I, but I, I, think, I like what they're trying to do, but I don't know if I would have done it with that metric. I agree with that. So the reason that really bothers me is because it, it, I'm not saying Valve are lazy game designers. This is lazy game design because it's costing you 75 mana to go through. But if you happen mm-hmm. to have no mana, you can get in. Like wh- what? Excuse me? <laughs> like what the you fuck? You can? That's what it says. Units without mana can use Twin Gates for free. Oh, but that, that's heroes that have no mana pool. Yeah. You have, so ch- it's like if you have... Oh, you're saying if you, have, if you literally don't have mana, like you cannot I think have so. mana. I think, yeah, I think it's like some okay. units that don't have Chat, mana Chat, is that pool. what that means? Or if you have 10 mana on some hero, can you go through? That's the way I'm reading it. But I, if that's not the case... Because I was like, that is really weird. Why are people not complaining about that? But now that I'm reading it the way that you are, that makes sense. Units that literally don't have mana can use the Twin Gates for free. Okay. Okay. Take it back then. Okay, so it's just mana cost. Yep. Um, so it's not lazy. It's just the, not, not a fan. Yeah. Teleporting to the outpost takes four seconds instead of six. That's a pretty big deal. Tormentor can no longer have negative armor, and it has an ability called the Shining, which deals damage per second in, in an AoE around it. Uh, people are going to have a harder time killing the Tormentor, and they're going to die more, which is great, because that makes funny clips. Roar of Roshan, or Roar of Retribution, when Roshan has been killed by a team, the next time they engage him, after a respawn, he roars globally and deals damage to all units in 900 AOE and apply a debuff on them that increases their incoming damage by 25%. Uh, Triggers when Roshan's health drops below 80%. So, Comeback mechanic. It's like a comeback mechanic, but yeah... I mean, that's what it is. I don't know about this one. I find it a bit weird. I think this uh, is good just because it's very monotonous. And the team that gets the first rush, if they get the second rush, like they just keep winning, winning, winning. This gives some indication that things are happening. I feel like on a pro level, though, I feel like the teams know when they're doing it almost all the time anyway, right? But this provides more opportunity for you to actually fight them. It, it In some ways, it incentivizes you more. Instead of going for the trade where you're pushing the waves and letting them have Roche, you actually might want to fight because Roche uh, is doing more damage or whatever to them, right? It's harder for mm-hmm. them to fight in that area. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, 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 I understand like what this is meant to do, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's early days. Um. All right, new Roshan drop. He can drop a banner, which you can place anywhere on the map, and allied creeps that walk past it in a 750 radius gain 75 percent health and 50 percent damage for 45 seconds and the banner lasts for five minutes we saw this used uh it can be destroyed by the enemy team but they need to find it it doesn't give vision um we saw this used in the tournament a few times i think and people were generally when they were ahead and they were pushing the base they would place the banner in the other side lane from that they were pushing so effectively they were generating a five minute split push Mm. uh, with strong creeps coming in um, interesting idea. We'll see how that develops. When you I was say it doesn't give a, vision, what do you mean by that? Can you put it in uh, trees? It doesn't give vision to the enemy team. They can't see it where it is. Can you put it in trees? Yes. Hmm. Okay, I didn't uh, realize that. Yeah, okay, this, this one's weird. Wait, hang on. It says placing the banner informs an enemy team about its location. I think maybe they... Do they get shown where it gets placed and then they lose vision of it? I don't think they have vision of it at least. So you place it, they get told where it is, but I don't think they can see it. So you can still put it in trees to make it harder to attack it, I want to say. 
Fuck, I'm actually not, I'm actually not sure about this now that I say it out loud. Anyway. I was under the impression that they just knew, but I don't know. I mean, they know where it is because they get a, like a warning on the map when it gets placed, I think. But maybe they also get vision. I have not had this happen in a game myself yet, like, so... If, if that's the case, isn't that just really easy to kill? Or you smoke out a hero and them? destroy it. Yeah. It needs, it needs six hero attacks, so any hero can solo it. You just need to get out there and do it. Uh, which didn't really seem to happen in the tournament, but I think people just were new to it. I think it's but a priority to go and my, kill it. My impression is that this is kind of a, an experiment. Mm-hmm. And that it'll eventually be something else. Yeah, I don't know either. Which it's it's interesting. I don't know if I like it or not. I don't know if I hate it either, though. It's I'll wait to see it in more games. And the other thing about this is it starts dropping on the second roche, and that means cheese is now only dropping on one side. Oh so man, even less blocks of cheese we're gonna see now. Fuck. Roche drops cheese on one side and banner on the other, and on the third death he drops refresher shard on the one side and axe blessing on the other, and that is swip, swapped around, but it was bugged. I think it's been fixed. The way it's meant to work is that he drops cheese on radiant and banner on dire, and then he drops shard on radiant and blessing on dire. Uh, mm. So. If you want to think about this from a balance perspective, depending on which ones you think are better, I would say, generally speaking, I think the Aghanim's Blessing is better than the Shard. That one is yes. on the dire side. And I would say, generally speaking, the Cheese is... I don't know if the Cheese is better than the Banner. It's kind of hard to say. I personally think the Cheese is probably. better if teams get better. That one is on the Radiant. So that's probably the logic. Uh, double Damage Rune is now called Amplify Damage Rune. Get used to that. It gives 80% damage instead of 100, but then it gives 15% Spell Amp. So it's way better on specific heroes. Um, there's some rune changes with numbers. Let's skip that. Regen rune no longer disabled by taking damage, but it lowers the regen to percent HP mana per second to one percent. Um, and then removed some trees, whatever. And yeah, they finally fixed, fixed lotus pools. Not spawning at the exact oh, yeah. minute mark. My God. And so they fixed long standing and game breaking bug where the chance for melee damage block was 49% instead of 50%. Oh boy. Unplayable. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't <laughs> what? Know. It's probably there for 10 years. The pr programming is such a mystery. Like, how is that even possible? Well, that's it. Um, I think this was important to add to the discussion like these general changes they're always really big and important i don't know how we just skipped over them to start reading this now that i take this into consideration i think the patch is a six. Oh wow um, <laughs> not a five or a six now it's a six all right i'll do 5.5 some, some of the general update changes are actually or the general changes are pretty good I yeah think. i think There's the quality of life like. stuff was really good uh it's just a lot of stuff i didn't really care about i guess i think this is the big thing like it was very surprising that it came out which is a good mm. surprise, you know, because it changes things up. But I think the thing that I still can't help but miss is the game mode. I was really looking forward to having, like, some game mode that, like, all my friends that don't play Dota anymore could just get mm -hmm. together and for a couple weeks, you know, challenge a boss or whatever. Like, I feel like those modes are really fun for bringing people together. A lot of people, and this is just a thing for me at my age, in my age group, People don't want to play Dota anymore. I have mm -hmm. a lot of viewers. We have a lot of viewers. They watch Dota only. And right. I feel like a game mode, it's 
the holidays, people have time off. This was the perfect time to do that. I feel like this patch could have been, I mean, this is. I guess the counter argument to that is, is it worth all the time and effort that goes into making that game mode to appease the people that don't play the game? Are they, are they your target audience for where you should put your effort? Or is it everybody who's playing the game every day? Oh, but right. you, you could. I mean, I, mean, I know people... that's a very black and white way of looking no, no, at it. No, no, no. That, that's not, it, that's not like... a good way of looking at it because you're, you're assuming that the people playing the game now will not play the new game mode. You're getting both, right? Mm -hmm. sure. You're not catering just to people that haven't played that much recently. But I'm just saying you have a track record with these custom games of being very hit or miss. It's a lot of time and effort to put into them. Or you could funnel that time and effort into other stuff in the game that's going to affect people consistently for a longer period of time. Like, I agree with you 100%. I love the custom game modes when they're good as well. But they're like hit or miss. And I, I would have loved to have a Frost of Us mode as well. Um, so I'm definitely on the same side as you. I, I just don't think it's like that. It's not necessarily that, that simple, right? That it's just they didn't make one. Every time you make something, you don't make well, something else, right? I, I think... The so, there was a stat, know. and I don't, I didn't even look into it. It was real. This is the first mm -hmm. year that we haven't had a game mode, right? Does that seem right to you? Have we had one every year? Uh, probably one of the years it was probably just a recycle. I don't think we've had a new game mode every year. Could be wrong about that, though. I mean, a year is longer than it feels sometimes, mm. so. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, oh. it's definitely disappointing. I would have liked it. Okay, Cinderin, but... not to extend this. Do you have to go mm -hmm. somewhere? No, I'm okay. We did forget a major thing that happened in this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the go lump of coal. Oh yeah. So this. Oh, is... I did, we didn't forget that. I thought it was the last point that we would talk about. Okay. After the because patch, it made but... it seem like you were. We were done. But... <laughs> no, no. We can. We can go over the. Oh man, it's Christmas, man. It's time for some coal. Okay. So for those that have been living under a rock, uh, everybody got a free Frostivus gift or whatever the hell it was called, uh, and based apparently based on your behavior score, you had if you had a high score, you had a good chance or some sort of a chance to get a nice item. I got just like a common item, I think. I don't even know. Did you get anything yeah. good? I just got a rare item of some kind. Yeah, so kind. you just got some random drop. I didn't yeah. think of anything of it. And apparently, a lot of people that had low behavior score, they had to open the gift, and their accounts got banned, most notably Mason, who is known mm -hmm. in the NA scene for being uh, very toxic, uh, ex-pro player. He was on EG. He was even on DC after I left. Uh, now he just streams. Uh, yeah. And he opened the gift, got a lump of coal, and was his account effectively permanently banned. I think it's banned until, I want to say 2038. 2038. So yeah. let's just call that a perma ban. That's that a means perma. all his items, all, his, his, all the stuff on his account just can never be moved, as far as I know. That's how it works. So he had to make a new uh, account. Is that wrong? I think you can't move items if you're VAC banned. I think you can Why maybe still trade any... over your. I think you can still trade over items on a, an account that's not allowed to play, right? I don't see why that would be the case. Anyway, I, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he's he's obviously the big example because it made the headlines, especially on Reddit. It was like very. There was even like React content of some of the really big YouTubers were reacting to this clip and just laughing at how fucking savage Valve are. And I mean, 
let's just think for a second how fucking funny this whole concept is. Like, I personally find it really hilarious and at the same time, I kind of can't believe they did it. But this is what you can do as a game dev when you don't have stakeholders. Valve are the only game, big game company in the world that can pull this off. Because every other games company doing something like this, we're told, you can't fucking do this to your customers, man. This is not good. This is not going to look good at the report. I think the word the kids is like, use... Merry Christmas, asshole. <laughs> the words kids so use these days funny. is uh, based. And that was yeah, certainly was fucking really based. really fucking based, actually. I mean, and it begs the question, what happens if you don't open your gift? Like, does it just auto open at some point and you get the ban? But like, we'll never you know. Just yeah. Start the game like, oh, nice. I get a gift. It's just fucking ban. Man. It's just so unbelievably funny to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah and there, there were different reasons people would get banned, right? If they had like some sort of confidence based on cheating or whatever it is, anything that's against the rules would, would receive lump of coal. And not only was it coal, it was called highly toxic lump of coal. <laughs> and it was like radiating this like radioactive green color. Like you are the best on the world, essentially. So generally, Merry Christmas. when it comes to stuff like this, I feel like I am on the extreme where I'm oh. okay with extreme punishments for stuff like this. And the mm-hmm. exception is, and this is going to sound weird, for... Per- competitive players that have been caught like match fixing i think a perma ban lifetime ban is too much still because mm-hmm. i think like a five-year ban is effectively the same thing anyway right uh and there's like certain areas of the world where uh if you know worse comes to shove or push comes to shove you maybe need to do something to make money i don't know i i can't really relate to that but i try to on some level mm-hmm. but generally speaking for like punishments within game, I am very okay with this. And I'm the way that they packaged this was obviously hilarious. And I have no problem with people getting their accounts permanent banned for stuff like that. Do you feel uh, similarly? I mean, there's, there's also a difference in magnitude of getting an account banned and getting your career ended, right? Like that's, mm. it's, it's two different things. So a perma ban here. So effectively what happened uh, to Mason in his case was he got, he got permabanned and I think he wrote to Steam and what they told him was uh, the permaban was effectively because he paid for a behavior score boost. Mm. So someone else was playing his account uh, in Turbo Games to up the behavior score because he couldn't communicate in the games. Um, it's effectively, that's like, it's ban evasion is what that is, right? Like you're circumventing a system that's set in place to punish you for yeah. behaving in a certain way. And then we can get into all sorts of discussions about whether the system is working as intended right now. That's a different story. But even if the system is shit, the moment you start evading it, you, you know you're doing something you're not supposed to. And it, supposedly he only did it for like a day and then he regretted it and stopped doing it. And I think that story checks out. So he did feel remorse over doing that. But it's kind of a binary thing. Once you do something like that, they, won't, they will punish you for it. So at the end of the day, he's allowed to make a new account and he's doing that. He's playing an account up from zero. Um, well, and apparently so, his he viewership has a player has, isn't permabanned, it's the account. Apparently his viewership has increased dramatically as a result of this anyway. So if anything, Valve that's how it goes on Twitch them. a lot of the time, right? When yeah. there's like, outrageous shit and drama that people are involved in, people want to watch because drama is exciting. And that's a byproduct of it. The hope here is that these punishments end up having an effect that as much as people can laugh at it and want to watch his journey or whatever that... He learned something from it that other people learned something from it instead of, haha, it's funny to have to play a new account from scratch. Because I honestly think he's, 
I would like to think that, sure, it's great to have the viewership, but I would like to think he's enjoying himself less than if he was playing, you know, his main account with better players and having higher quality games. Because And his items. Is, yeah, playing back up is a chore. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the silver lining is definitely that people are watching it. And yeah, that's that. Uh, you wanted to mention a video, didn't you? A video? You sent me a video. Like, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the video? I did. Okay. Do you think... I mean, this is a really long episode by now. Do you want to include that as well? You can talk about it briefly. Yeah, I, I think okay. it's fine. So, essentially, I think it's best if we just link it in the description, and then people can watch it, and then I'll try to preface what it's about. Um, but essentially, BSJ made a video while he was in Malaysia that I thought was really good, uh, which is using himself and Mason and a couple of other examples of streamers, how they interact with the community, how the community interacts with them, and how this like bigger, how to say this, this whole dynamic between players in positions of privilege and the community itself, how this interaction contributes to toxicity, how he's had to do like uh, some soul searching himself on what he has done wrong and what he's trying to do better now and what his message is. Uh, so it's essentially, I think it's a 25-minute video, if I remember correctly, uh, that is going over what happened with this band wave that Valve did with the with the Frostivus presence, which is still really funny. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, going over what what symbol what what that symbolizes, what message it sends, and what we should try to do better, um, and how we try to make the game better and not let the bullies run the school, run the playground, essentially. Um, I thought it was a really good watch, and I would recommend you guys to watch that. So let's put that in the description, uh, and shout out to BSJ for making that video. Videos like those are hard to make, because you're going to get a shitload of, of backlash from people that are just bad actors, right? So you're going to deal with that. Like, the comment section when, he, when it was posted was a cesspool of people being like, shut the fuck up, grow up kind of thing, and a lot of people being very supportive about it. So it's clearly a very polarizing thing in the community, which isn't surprising when you think about how games are, but... You know, step by step. If we, it's not going to be an overnight thing where things just get better. But if people make efforts to try to make things better, then just like the toxicity didn't happen overnight and everything went to shit, the it will be the same way in a in a movement the other way in a in a counter push, so to speak. So I hope that helps. I hope his video has an impact on some people. Even if it just helps a few people, then you know that starts the snowball. So yeah. That was good. I don't know if you you watched the whole thing. You said right? Do you uh, was that a fair summary of it? No, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it was a very logical take to the situation. So, I think the whole idea of personalities uh, creating like what's the best way to actually put it? Uh, When we are how 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 did he say it It was like uh, Everybody is like the hero of their own story or whatever, mm-hmm. like the main character. And it's understandable that people that are in front of the camera and have people talking about them all the time, that they can create that within their own mind as well a little bit. Like, I think that's true for literally everybody on some level. Yeah. And it's hard to, you know, just recalibrate every once in a while, bring yourself back down, you know? So I think that's an important aspect as well. Uh, okay. One more thing real quick, mm-hmm. Sindarin. We don't need to talk about it that long because so many people are typing in our chat right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nigma 
Uh, I believe Yuma is gone now. Uh, Mikey is gone. MC is gone. And so far, they have announced Sumail yep. as part of the team. And as of a few minutes ago, apparently, Miracle as well. All right. And GH is on back. break, by the way. So he's probably not going to be in the team either. Well, depending on how long the break is. Yeah, well, okay. Um, Have that's, they? A, that's a question. Okay, this is a really dumb question. I'm just really tired and I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Has Sumail and Miracle played together? I can't. I don't think they've played together on a team before. I think there was one tournament that was one like of them stood in for the other in. person's team. I yeah. think so. Okay. I think that's one time. Okay, Chad, who, who, who they played? Chad is saying yes. So, Wait, which team did they play on together? Did they play on Nigma together on for a Nygma? short time? Wasn't that just a stand-in situation? Am I, I remembering thought, I thought Miracle was out at that time when Sumail was on the team, but maybe they were together, actually. Oh, right. They did in Div 2. That's right. There was that one season in Div 2, and then they got promoted, and then Div 1 didn't go so well, and then they split again or something, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it was. Okay. So, interesting. First of all, I feel like Sumail has really bounced around. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with him. And then Miracle think, has taken a very extended break. We've heard rumors. I'm not even going to talk about the rumors, but of why mm-hmm. that is. Glad to see that he's back. Hopefully everything's fine now. Uh, yep. What, what do you think? I think Samael is still a world-class player, and I think this is a really good patch for his hero pool. So if they get to play some tournaments soon, the guy's going to own. I'm pretty Spell convinced caster. of that. <laughs> yeah. That's his, that's his MO. Like, the way mid lane gets played right now with some of his heroes is fucking S-tier in this patch. Storm, Lesh, Puck, these kind of heroes are really good right now because of the spell amp stuff. And those are all his best heroes, in my opinion. So I think he's gonna, he's gonna come up big, probably. And his strength as a player are as relevant as ever, I think. Moving from the mid lane, playing a strong laning phase mechanically, he's always had it. I, I think when he came back and played the last time, I also thought he played really, really well. So, despite jumping around in teams, I don't think he has individually in terms of what he's showing on the server. I don't think he's been the problem, at least for me. Well, that, that's that's watching. the only reason I bring it up is it's not a skill thing, but why is he it's bouncing around so much? Right? There's got. I don't be. know. I mean, it can either be team dynamic uh, in terms of like how he plays together with the other people on a personal level, or it can just be. There's also a bit of luck. Like when it comes to teams, it's hard to predict how good you're going to be, how well the meta is going to work for you, how well you're going to click on the team, all this stuff. Um, and he's obviously in a position where he understands that he's valued very highly as a player, so he might rather take a bit of a backseat and watch the scene uh, rather than keep grinding it out on teams that don't do well and watch his stock drop, right? Sometimes in Pro Dota, it's better to take a break than to keep playing in terms of being... You know, the way we're talking about him now, right? How strong and how good of a player he is. If he keeps playing on teams that fail, there's like diminishing returns, right? Like eventually, people are gonna look at you with a more and more negative lens. I think. Yeah. Um, so strategically, I think it's a decent move. And I also wonder how much of his break had to do with the whole lawsuit, right? Like that's also something you always need to remember that he had this whole shit looming over him the whole time well, with EG. I don't think it's over which, yet, right? As far as we don't know how that if that has been resolved or how it went or whatever. But at least he's been through the court stuff. You would imagine at least step one. Mm. So that's probably a big, big relief. And then you can focus a bit more on the game. Um, I don't know. I don't know the guy that well, so I can't speak for it in detail. But wish them all the best. And I hope Nigma as an org starts doing well again, because I think that would be good for the game and good for the region. Um, yep. 
And of course, there's a lot more Indeed. shuffle stuff that we want to talk about, but the episode's ridiculously long, so we're gonna have to wait till next week. Which means next week's yep. episode's gonna be chock full of goodies and whatnot. So, yeah, thanks Break for watching. Breakdown of ESL Kuala Lumpur and roster shuffles and some other stuff. Indeed. Hey, everybody! Welcome or welcome. Welcome. Have have a good Christmas, everyone. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Cinderin, happy birthday in two days, I believe. Thank you so much, you. Shannon. Yes, that is correct. I'm sorry that your birthday is on Christmas Eve. That is great. I love it. I've always loved that. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Merry Christmas, everybody. I always everybody. have my birthday off. Uh, I hope you guys have fun with your friends, family, whatever. Even if it's just yourself, I hope you enjoy yourself as well. So until yes. next time, until next week, we'll catch you guys on the man, I can't even finish my sentence. I'm so tired. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. Good night. Goodbye. We say things that don't mean anything. Santa baby, <laughs> subscribe. <laughs>